<laughs> cool. Right. It is now live. Live. Oh, we're live. We're live. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy Podcast, also by Northern Nerds. I am one of your hosts, Sam. And I'm the other host, Paul. And due to technical difficulties, we were a little bit late because the software is updated and it's not working. <laughs> <laughs> So yes, uh, we are uh, doing a new episode of the Nerdy Up Nord podcast and we are breaking the mould a little bit. We are going back to something we haven't done for a long time since um, the conspiracy theory one where we are just going to have a, a general chat about what we know about, what we heard and how we feel ourselves, urban legends kind of came into things. Um it's, and we've got Jake and the lovely Grant, uh, who's got a bad, a soft voice today, and he's even joining us through the pain. So I hope everyone appreciates the effort the, uh, these guys are putting in. Yes, hello. <laughs> and Sam's looking very serious there. <laughs> I don't think anyone can see us. We're not sure. Yeah, one actually, I'm still not sure on live. Yeah, we're not sure on live. No, nobody can see us. They can't see us, man. Right, here we go. Can they hear us? <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> Try it now. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so, we're trying. It should be live now, due to technical issues. Can they hear us? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> Try it now. There you are. Kelly can, can... can see us. Cool. I can hear you. <laughs> yes, so cold open tonight. <laughs> yeah, sorry, man. We're back. And so, yes. Um, do you want to start again there, Sam? <laughs> Hi, everyone. <laughs> Welcome to the Nerdy Up North podcast. The Nerdy Podcast, also by Northern Nerds. Don't even say it again, but I'm yeah. Sam. <laughs> and I'm Paul, the other host. Um, yes, sorry about that, guys. The software has updated and it took us a little bit by surprise it wasn't working as well as, as it normally does so there was a gremlin in the machine do apologize for the dead air for a bit uh we were talking <laughs> away having a conversation so <laughs> that you didn't hear anything about <laughs> but yes welcome jake and grant to this week's episode where we are going to be talking about urban legends i know grant's got a sore throat so once again thank you for uh, fighting through the, the pain barrier there um <laughs> But yes, um, sorry about that little technical glitch. But this is going to be like a little callback to what we did on the conspiracy episode where we just talked about our views, what we've heard about, what we know about urban legends, where we feel like urban legends has came from, um, and just generally have a, have a laugh. So this could be quite boring. It could be quite entertaining. It, it's going to go somewhere. But yes, so <laughs> it's going to be all, all the fun of the show. It's impossible it's only, to be only something. Well, before we, we delve into urban legends, there's one question I need to ask you. Just, just the one. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> How you doing, guys? How you doing? I really need to change that up a bit. But how you doing? What you been up to? What you watching? How's how's your week been? I'll let the, I'll let the other two guys go first. Uh, how are you two guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just uh, another boring... Work week for me, <laughs> but yeah, I, yeah. I I get the feeling you guys maybe want to talk about some of that D twenty three goodness that we've been seeing over the past What's few that, days. 
<laughs> that, Sam's always about talking about the D, so yes. <laughs> <laughs> she left huh. herself open for that one, literally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the D23 announcements, I, I feel like that's been the biggest thing that's happened this week. Yes, yeah. we've been quite uh, excited for this since uh, San Diego Comic-Con, where Marvel kind of teased a little bit of, of stuff, but didn't really give us a lot. And they left a lot of stuff out that we, um, we were kind of hoping that we would have got. So we were sitting in anticipation last night when they announced that they were going to be live streaming it to everyone. But they fucking lied to us, didn't they? The little bastards. Marvel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, getting, we're watching the live stream about this is so Raven and all these Disney TV shows going on. We don't give a fuck about this. <laughs> I give a fuck about that, so Raven. <laughs> it's a good but, show. But yes. Um, so my big exciting points were, like I say, the Mandalorian's uh, trailer mm-hmm. looks absolutely um like it's gonna go into interesting takes and Alder Alderon, like I said with this uh the Star Wars, that one has so much Rogue One vibes to it. Oh, oh the Andor thing. Andor, sorry, that was it, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I think it's like it's all the same team, isn't it? And obviously it's the same character, but mm-hmm. I think I think it's like them getting to do a little prequel of their own movie. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, that's gonna be good. I was really excited by like that Star Wars story, like Jedi stories thing. Yes, me too. Me too. I can't. I was just trying to look for the picture of it because I couldn't remember the name. Um, but it's from the. It's obviously uh, stories from Clone Wars, and mm-hmm. and it's got Dooku's story in there. Like, yeah, young Dooku when he was like Qui Gon's master and stuff like that. We'll be able to see what made him like leave mm-hmm. the Jedi Order. I'm excited for that. <laughs> I am incredibly sorry for the dog fight behind us. <laughs> Having another recreation of Place your bets for <laughs> who's gonna have the dog related bite first, but yes. Yeah. Um, I'm really, really I, sorry. Um, we, we, we did get some juicy night announcements the night before as well. Like the trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 looks absolutely yeah. phenomenal. Um Gal Gal Galot as uh, the evil queen in Snow White is perfect casting, which I'm going to live for. Um, Mufasa has been announced Inside Out 2. Uh, Disney's really going hard with these sequels, it seems, um, and prequels uh, coming forward. Um, but like I say, with Marvel, like I say, with great responsibility, there comes great disappointments, it seems. Um, the oh, key- <laughs> one big disappointment the rest of it was pretty cool yeah but like i said the big one that everyone that we were all waiting for the fantastic four and they're like yeah here's the fantastic four here's the director i'm not going to tell you anything about the cast that's fuck it. you that's it that's <laughs> all you get is the director and i still don't have a fucking clue who he is no <laughs> i mean a lot of like a lot of those like insufferable movie fans love talking about directors so like <laughs> they'll eat that up like I, I was, I was really disappointed in the Secret Wars trailer. So I was like, <laughs> "Well, yeah." I was like, "All right." So yeah, Nick Fury's just running around, being told he's wrong about stuff. Like that's normal. <laughs> I don't know. This didn't show enough, and I feel like they've been like building it up for so long. I was like, "Yeah." All right. Where's Where's the soups? <laughs> yeah, it'll be interesting how they do it because obviously the, Nick Fury has a relationship with the scrolls. Mm-hmm. You know, and it just—it would be inter- It's interesting to see how they're gonna how they're gonna adapt that. Um, yeah. The biggest one for me was um, oh gosh, 
I mean, mine's gone completely blank now. Um, the werewolf one. Werewolf by by night. Yes, mm. with, the, a... with the first appearance of man uh, man thing as well. Man thing, yeah. It's an incredibly um... stupid title, though. I know, like it's the <laughs> comics title, but. <laughs> Please, <laughs> I think I think someone made a joke about it saying you're not going to get a werewolf by deer, are you? So, <laughs> which is a fair point, but um, uh, they, they are going very B movie esque with it. I know you would have been all for that, Sam. So, uh, and it's got Dee Dee in from um, Frasier, um, <laughs> his manager. She's also Eve in an X Files episode of the Clone Eves. She is the main one. Her voice is just brilliant the shrieks that what woman can do is great um iron heart i'm so excited for that is it iron heart yeah yeah we're riri williams i can't wait for that um i didn't catch anything with the marvels oh no the big one about that, that oh no but they've announced a return in, in the marvels i'm excited for goose goose is back goose we're, is getting, back. we're getting a, <clears throat> a flurgan back in the bit in the fold so I'm hoping to see some action but again no Guardians of the Galaxy no um, like I say news on Spider-Man the only thing I was excited about as well is the news that Daredevil is going to be a complete reboot it's yeah. going to be a starting again uh, rehash so the Matt Murdock we've seen in Netflix is no more unfortunately guys but mm-hmm. yeah I'm all for that and I'm sorry Grant's had to sit through and listen to us uh, busy wax lyrical about um <laughs> about that as well because he's been very patient <laughs> what about you Grant have you watched anything of interest this this week well I mean I've sat and binge watched all of Cobra Kai's new season which I'm very very happy with um, and I've just been watching Rings of Power on repeat it's I shouldn't uh... have started watching this episode like, I should have waited until it all came out at the end and then watched it in one go but I'm I'm just obsessively watching it and the Peter Jackson movies waiting for the next one to come out. <laughs> oh, Grant, I, I love it because I'm, I'm waiting until the end. So to hear like your enthusiasm <laughs> about the, the programs, like making it is like, I'm itching to watch it now, but I know I want to wait because I know how impatient I am. So <laughs> I want, um, I'm waiting that, for that to finish in House of Dragon before I start watching them. And then when I go home, I will be watching Cobra Kai. I've got so much to watch when I go home. <laughs> yeah, I've been really enjoying Lord of the Rings too. It's got it's got some of that heart that I felt like the Hobbit missed, if that oh. makes sense to fans. <laughs> <laughs> And I'm going to sneeze again. <laughs> I was going to say, move it on before I bring this place down with that. But yeah, <laughs> wasn't for Sorry. me. But we'll have to, have to leave it at that. So yes, Sam, we'll get to the main event, the main subject. So <laughs> as Sam's suddenly de- developed the sneeze, um, and if you want to do your disc- disclaimer there, bless you. <laughs> oh, yeah. So everything discussed in tonight's episode is our opinions and our opinions alone. If you want to come and discuss anything from tonight's episode, please come and join us in the Facebook group where we can have an open discussion. What we won't have is anyone coming for us and telling us our opinions are wrong. We can agree to disagree in fandoms. So let's keep it fun, keep it kind, and keep the toxic behaviour out of nerdism. And she's not writing that down anymore, guys. I don't That's have that anymore. <laughs> I see that just on my own. <laughs> Yes. Precious childhood memories being pushed out by this <laughs> knowledge. <laughs> yes, one thing you have to go <laughs> just to replace that. <laughs> so the main event, like I say, what we I think this was Jake's. Uh, Jake wasn't been asking us to do this for quite a while. So mm-hmm. Yeah, than Legends one. It, it basically spun out from the conspiracy podcast because 
mm-hmm. I had like some unused notes because we didn't really get around to like this area too mm-hmm. much, if that makes sense. Because we we kind of stuck with like real world events and twisted theories on those mm-hmm. rather than like we didn't go too much into the fantastical, if that makes sense. Yeah, <laughs> supernatural. But yeah, um, like if anyone hasn't watched the the conspiracy one, I think this one will go hand in hand with like the the subjects and the aspects that we did talk about. Um, because Sam's looking confused there. Generally, just can't remember <laughs> what we talked about during it. Oh, well, right. well, 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 I watched it again <laughs> just to make sure I didn't double up on anything. <laughs> it's a good one. We had we, did, we didn't get shut down by the FBI, so I don't think we're hit on anything too on the nose in that one that we're hoping for. Like, the, like say the channel didn't go off. Like, we should have planned that at, at some point for everything just to go off oh, and say. <laughs> but yes, so Urban. <laughs> So, because that because I was having a conversation about with my wife about this like earlier today, like because she always likes to know what what even though she doesn't watch the podcast, she likes to know what we're going to be talking about and how how the discussion is going to go. Mm. Um, so I was getting all oh, talking about urban legends and just go, well, what consists of an urban legend? I went, is it just basically one of these like he said, she said, or everyone's got like a friend? I went, it probably goes a bit deeper than that. In my mind, it goes in like uh, like folklore, like telling tales around the campfire um like anything where there's a story being told and then someone's basically to put a twist on that story um it's it was always like like that type of feel i don't know if anyone else has that type of viewpoint or maybe have different viewpoints no yeah i mean for me it's like the modern myth that doesn't come from like grim fairy tales if, if that makes sense it's so because like those are like regarded as like stories but they probably did come out of some like t- tales around the campfire like you were saying about like mm-hmm. i don't know seven seven gnome people who live in the woods <laughs> that kind of thing um but yeah i feel like the thing that makes it an urban legend it definitely can be like word of mouth but i think it's also like the modern more modern nature of it like it's not it's not in your storybooks. It's just kind of like things that have popped up in the area. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just like weird local stuff. And sometimes the local stuff so interesting, it gets like picked up by newspapers and mm-hmm. kind of spreads. And especially with the internet, it is much easier to spread uh, legends than ever before. <laughs> <laughs> that's the thing. I think that's going to be been the big change in like stories and how, myths and things can evolve as is the internet like as as we know with probably a few of the aspects we will talk about tonight how things can grow and get out of hand because of the internet and certain aspects uh to to certain urban legends but i just always like the idea of like um because i think during like the early 50s and the 60s a lot of the urban legends that they used to tell was was basically to tell kids not to have sex and like go off in cars and be like be safe and just to scare people to be a bit more wary and stuff like that so it was always like say that kind of mindset uh around them type of areas is uh always intrigued or fascinated us at times as well so yeah um, you're right like the like the whole like uh like the slasher on make out point type of uh type of story i, I guess you're talking about the mm-hmm. like the, the the hooked hand man <laughs> And then when you when you escape, like the hooks left on your door handle, you know, at the end, it's like it was actually real. Uh, but I guess that's like it's a bit like I know what you did last summer, <laughs> kind of ripped off that kind of Americana tale, really, didn't it? 
Definitely. Well, they did do a film on it. Like, they did do Urban Legends. So, <laughs> on yeah. the, like, around that genre of slasher um, mm. in the 90s, they did do Urban Legends. And I think that's my only, <laughs> only take on Urban Legends is that film. <laughs> so it's good to, Sam's viewpoint. You probably, you probably know a lot more than you probably realise because everyone yeah. growing up or, like, even, like, people's towns, villages, like, even... When you go to a new school, there's different legends and different things that oh, you get yeah, told and stuff like that. I mean, um, like, like, like I was saying, I listened back to the conspiracy cast and, and Sam herself mentioned the Coast to Coast AM radio oh God, show, <laughs> which is entirely <laughs> full of urban legend, yeah. uh, bait, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Art Bell being um, was it Art Bell who was the yeah yeah uh, yes I do I, I know a lot about I, so I probably do a little more than what you I do you do <laughs> what about Grant I know like say you've got a bit sore for you so I will keep coming for you from point to point don't worry uh, what's your well, viewpoint on this it doesn't really hurt anymore now dude it's just the mm-hmm. fact that my voice is even lower than it normally is I'm like calling dolphins in from the sea and all sorts of shit <laughs> um, to me like. The urban legends, they're always going to be tied into the original myths and the original folklore in the sense that there's always, to me, at least up until the dawn of the digital generation, they were always a cautionary tale. Mm-hmm. Um, every urban myth, you know, much the same as most folklore in general, always had this kind of, you know, the, the, the He-Man epilogue at the end. It's, you know, like, by the way, kid, this means don't do drugs. Or by the way, kid, <laughs> this means don't drive too fast. Yeah. Or whatever it might be. Since the advent of the internet and what have you, I think urban myths um, have taken on a very different guise mm-hmm. to what they'd had for, you know, decades, if not even centuries um, beforehand. Um, but yeah, like these, the more modern ones almost seem to come out of propaganda, if you will, as opposed to just a tale of caution. There seems to be like a, a little bit more of an agenda against spreading false information, um, under the guise of fact in order to get people to do what you want them to do, which is what urban myths were originally it's tell them the story to scare them so they'll be cautionary and not do the dumb thing that we don't want them to do um dress it up in something that's more interesting than just saying that yeah yeah absolutely (laughs) no definitely it's always as i said i think as growing up as well you get told them more when you're kids and you like you get told like like they start out really innocent enough like don't like I think, like the the basic ones is don't stand on a crack; it'll break your mother's back and stuff like that. Or um, if you if you eat swallow like an apple seed, it'll, it'll burrow in your stomach and, and grow like uh, stalks and it'll kill you and stuff. Or uh, if you eat chewing gum, it'll it'll attach itself to to your organs and and kill <laughs> yeah. you and stuff like that. It was just like little warning things they used to use to to scare kids or keep. Yeah. Keep kids at the teams. Although that um, apple seed one, like they do contain cyanide, so if you eat enough of them, <laughs> I know, but it's not going to grow, grow a tree and walk out with a branch <laughs> out your gob type thing. But uh, my, evil dead style. My granddad used to use the one because I'm an, I was notorious um, for biting my hair, <laughs> that really long hair as a kid, and I was notorious for chomping on my hair. And my granddad used to say, "You do know that they." Like, there was a kid who used to eat their hair, and when they they had to be, they had to operate on them, and when they operated on them, they found out that there there was there was a hairball the size of a rugby ball <laughs> inside their stomach, and that's what'll happen to you if you continue eating your hair. 
I, I tested that theory. It didn't. It was not true. <laughs> Live to tell the tale. But that's what I love about these as well, because you you will like when you're getting like teenagers and stuff, you'll always find someone who'll go, my best friend's cousin's last girlfriend's ex-husband happened to this and it's really a true story. It's always someone that they've heard from or like saying no one's ever actually known these type of things. I think the the big one as well, I think they made a joke about it in Urban Legends was the the rock, the the pop and candy and and Coke. Coke, Like say it would always kill it always kills someone if you mix them together and stuff because yeah the like it would make your explosions would, would go and like say it was good oh no it's really can happen and stuff but then you were again as you're a kid because you're a bit like naive you were always a little bit nervous about doing it you always want to try it there's always that little bit of like evil inside yourself again oh, i want to try this to see if it actually happens but you'll be like shit what happens if it is true and it's that type of aspect i'm pretty sure you would just like like basically barf up foam yeah <laughs> which might not be yeah. nice but like <laughs> you'd be I fine your face will explode like oh your cheek i used to think <laughs> cheek would explode <laughs> yeah, right. and other aspects as well as um was it uh, i think like just to give a big shout out to the chat because the chat is going crazy yeah, at the moment as well the... um beth's just mentioned as well if you're pulling a face and the wind changes it'll keep still like that as well i think that is always quite an entertaining one when exactly but, has anyone ever noticed the wind changing by the way <laughs> change the direction the wind changes your face will stay like that that was a common one from my grandmother <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm sure i heard that one and the hair one as well uh for sure but yeah like um i guess like it also like links in really well to like uh, pop culture and movies because people hear these kind of mm-hmm. random stories and then eventually end up making movies out of them where they get to be like oh it's real now like um, um crusts eating crusts with curly hair yeah you could do you could do a horror movie about hair but uh so just with what Jake's just said about like pop culture and like movies, it's like I'll, I'll, I want to do an experiment now just because <laughs> it's it is like one of my favorite ones, and like I know they bastardized it a little bit with Candyman as well, and they did a good version of uh, Supernatural about this. Like yeah, Supernatural yeah. was great. The, um, the old Bloody Mary tale. Like if you say <laughs> a Bloody Mary in a mirror three times, um, it would come back, and something would. Uh, I'd say something well, as long as it's coming back on you. <laughs> So I might just happen to have like say it could happen in any of our viewers' house as well, you know. <laughs> so here's a mirror. So like say it is a proper mirror. So this is a live demonstration to see if these type of shit is real. So if I die, this is this is for the this is for content, guys. So we'll see how this goes. So like looking in the mirror. That <laughs> so let's say try Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Bloody Mary. Ah! <laughs> Bastard, I was about to do that as well. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> the humanity. I'll <laughs> oh, come back. Somebody can't find the light now! <laughs> I just see the flash. <laughs> Is that oh, oh no, it's a uh, reverse flash going to ruin everything. <laughs> But yeah, I had this little plan. I thought that, that would work. That was fun. <laughs> and you're still alive, therefore, yes. legend debunked. <laughs> yes. 
So yes, we did try it live, and I'm still here. So thank you, Nicole. <laughs> so obviously, I like appreciate that. So obviously, that one has had like, uh, like you were saying, Candyman follows that almost exactly. Yeah. And also, like Beetlejuice, like yeah. comes into that as well, where it's like you know, say the name three times, and it's like. <laughs> so that's an interesting one because that was definitely like a one I remember from childhood where people wouldn't do it in the mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, or you'd get like people saying it like twice and then like chicken it out type of thing. <laughs> and everyone would run away and be like, I've got to go home. My mom says I have to be home like right now. <laughs> I think uh, Mary Ann Cotton was a big one for us. Yes. Like, well, yeah. from where, like from where I'm from, I'm like spitting distance. I used to actually live in near the street where she actually committed some of our crimes. Um, but we were, our school was like spitting distance from Durham. Mm-hmm. You could literally see Durham on the other side. And we used to always, if you, we were told we had to have blonde hair with a gold ring and you had to point it in the direction of where the prison would have been. And you had to, there was a, the, obviously the sing the rhyme. And mm-hmm. if it starts swinging, she's, she's, she's there with you. Yeah, <laughs> but was that was wrong from still. Yeah, I think, like I say, with a lot of these as well, they used to always say, "Oh, um, it'll only work if it's like on a Friday or at, at midnight uh, or one minute after midnight or something like that." That was yeah, always like always... they always used to have to change the rules ever ever so slightly. Yeah. Well. yeah. Even though the witching hour is three o'clock, so <laughs> it's not midnight. <laughs> I shit my pants every time I wake up at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> Oh, that's just sleep cycles. That's just your four-hour sleep cycle when you like go to bed around eleven. <laughs> that's not so what my brain's thinking though. When I that's inter- that's that's definitely another one though, isn't it? Like, uh... <laughs> um, but yeah, that's like not what I, my brain is thinking at three o'clock. I suppose, if, unfortunately, for for any listeners, we're, we're not going to be shy about debunking. I don't think anyone of us. <laughs> um, but I wanted to touch on one that that's that's had quite a few like big hits in like uh, pop culture. I know it's like a a, a favorite of the the Nerdy up north. Like the uh, the actual urban legend of the gremlin is quite an interesting one that goes back to like World War Two, I believe. And actually, like about pissing on gremlins. <laughs> that's what we've started. That's our <laughs> own one. Oh right, okay. I thought they were asking that question too. <laughs> Not in World War Two, I don't think. But this one goes back to like, uh, like UK, like uh, Royal Air Force pilots. Basically, there was like the idea of like um, an actual physical creature of a gremlin that would, like, you know basically like loosen your bolts on your aircraft and stuff so it was kind of used to explain like unexplained malfunctions or like um basically someone messing up on the engineering team but like the army found that like having this like scapegoat was like good for morale because you wouldn't you wouldn't go back if you survived you wouldn't go back and like you know, like go shout at the person who'd like fixed up your plane right before you took off or whatever. Yeah. Uh, instead, you would everyone would kind of laugh this off as the gremlin, and there's actually like motivational posters talking about gremlins, like from like war times and stuff. Is this where the whole um, you know, the Twilight Zone episode? The so, yeah. Is yeah. that where that comes from? I believe so. Yep. Yeah. That's so cool. I didn't know that. It was yeah. also uh, parodied in uh, The Simpsons. I think Kelly pointed out in the Treehouse of Horror type thing. Um, <laughs> yeah, that one's called Nightmare at Five and a Half Feet, but the other, yeah. <laughs> the, the main one's two, twenty thousand feet. Mm. Yeah, with Shatner doing this, there's something on the wing. Um, <laughs> the did the up to date version 
of that that sketch from or sketch from Twilight Zone in a yes one. The yeah. redid it in the nineties. Was that not for the movie? Possibly as well. Possibly, I think it is actually because the, there was like three. Yeah. There was like three stories in it. Uh, the, the Twilight Zone movie is awesome, by the way. But yeah, yeah, um, yeah I think it is. I think it is in that one. That's so cool. I did not know that. That was so cool. <laughs> yeah. So, like, there's obviously, there's not many, like, you know, documented real life s- stories of people telling tales, but it was just more of, like, a general idea that kind of got in people's heads. So I don't know if that was the inspiration for, like, Gremlins, the movie, because they kind of do that kind of thing where they're, like, they wreck everything in the yeah. vicinity, because <laughs> that's kind of, like, what they were blamed on, like, any kind of malfunction on any sort well, of machine. They- didn't the old guy do the story from that? Saying, uh, like, because he started talking about gremlins destroying, like, the guy who draw, uh, who did the plow. He starts talking about, like, going back in time, how gremlins used to get into the machineries and uh, destroy yeah. the things as well. So that might I be like, so, a callback yeah. for that story. But it, it is an interesting one. Like, say, I, I, I would love to know, like, I know we've touched on, like, say, Bloody Mary and stuff like that. But what, what would you say your guy's favorite, like, movie references or like even in tv references to be fair just pull one out with supernatural there could be like one in the first 15 seasons <laughs> <laughs> i think one of my favorites like from a kid was always like the chupacabra story <laughs> oh yes oh. Yeah, which the, is where half goat half beast half mexican something like that i think the thing is it kills goats i think it's supposed to be like a weird i don't know but it's like they basically found some goats reportedly with like two like pinprick holes in the neck so they're like oh it's like a weird vampire creatures draining the blood out of our livestock (laughs) i don't know why i think it must have just been one of the first ones i ever saw and it was probably from like unsolved mysteries or one of those like dumb shows i shouldn't have been watching when i was oh no i watch um i used to watch oh gosh what's it called it was um josh what's his face one where he goes all around the world and it was like half was creatures and half was ghost stories and always were on the lookout for chupacabra always. <laughs> oh was that that was it was it not just called like monster hunter in the no. uk it was like destination unknown or something destination unknown i think that's yeah. it because that, that show is awesome i love that show <laughs> that's the first show that really like proper freaked us out there because when they go to japan don't they and they do the the forest and that is oh, terrifying i it's only because while they're walking along, because obviously that forest is full of scavengers, they bump into two Japanese scavengers while in their night vision, and it absolutely freaked <laughs> the shit out of us. Um, and they also went to the, the island of the dolls. Mm-hmm. That's the oh, dolls, that place is oh, awesome. That yeah, place, that gives me the chills that I don't do dolls. <laughs> um, I think mine would, would be, and it's, this is probably from the X Files days, was the Jersey Devil. The Jersey Devil. I love the comic oh, book episode. Comic, the, yeah, yeah, because like I said, the comic book men went in in the whole hunt of it as well, and you got Brian Johnson dressed up as the Jersey Devil, which was absolutely <laughs> the hilarious. I don't want I in think, my head anymore. Either. Yeah, like <laughs> I used to like read a website that would like go out on hunts and like update the blog every like every wow. like few days or like every week or something. Um, yeah, that one's an awesome story because it goes like right it. It, like, links into, like, witchcraft and stuff as well. Yeah. Because it was reportedly, like, like a, like a proper, like, devil's son type of situation, like a Rosemary's Baby <laughs> type of thing, <laughs> where, like, the local witch gave birth. 
to something with like cloven hooves and stuff or like yeah. black eyes and all that. Oh, she had red eyes. She yeah. Had, like, red it's eyes. always the red eyes one. What yeah. about you? What about you, Grant? Uh, homegrown one, I reckon. Uh, the Beast of Bodmin. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Beauty. <laughs> yeah, you know, somebody's just got a really, really big cat. And there's people <laughs> all over that fucking yeah. part of the country. That, it's the size of a house. I'm so <laughs> devour an entire sheep. It's like, no. no it's just, just got bad eyes. <laughs> You just put glasses. Yeah, I think with that one, it was always like uh, going to live on the notoriety of uh, like the Sherlock Holmes, the Hound of the Baskervilles. It just yeah, basically yeah. touched on that and like ran with it. But I remember reading, reading or watching TV shows about that as a kid and being fascinated and just seeing these blurry black things. It was clearly just some guy with a black sheep walking around. The- <laughs> tend to be I'm a cat. It's like some could be like an extra from Red Dwarf or something like that. But uh, yeah. <laughs> that is, I mean, that is one thing that links like probably everything we're gonna talk about tonight together is that why is all the footage blurry <laughs> yeah why don't we have clear cut pictures I mean look at the pictures of Loch Ness that is just not a clear cut picture the only one that's kind of clear cut for me is Bigfoot Bigfoot well, it's, it's not even clear it looks like well, Grant's I mean... on a good day <laughs> <laughs> yeah we, we, we did sort of touch on this on the conspiracies cast actually um, but uh the the Bigfoot footage is weird, and those guys maintain to this day, or I think there might only be one left, that, that it was all true. Um, that, that Loch Ness is an interesting one, though, because, like, totally been proven fake, like, yeah. in sort of recent history, which is, like, just that photo, I guess, was, like, a definite hoax, like, the famous, like, Oh, yeah, photo. the... Looks like a sock. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Yeah, some dude just built it. Looks like it was... someone has like a sock puppet yeah. and like put their hand like just out of focus and then like mm. put a lake around it. Yeah. yeah so I think I it was basically for like a, he just wanted to like get in a newspaper basically and yeah. friggin' made history. <laughs> Who would have thought? And they used the excuse like underground tunnels and stuff like that. That's why they couldn't scan it as well. And <laughs> the, hol- <laughs> the hollow earth theory. <laughs> yeah, oh God. <laughs> We'll, we'll come back to King Kong's hometown soon. But uh... <laughs> well, with the locks, it's not so much the underground tunnels. It's the fact that you've got that line that runs right up the west coast of Scotland mm-hmm. where you do have an unbroken passage of water that runs right from the north coast right down to where Fort William is. Um, mm-hmm. but the entire lock that runs up that uh, bit of Scotland is salt water. It's mm-hmm. not fresh water because it runs straight from the sea Mm-hmm. to the sea obviously you get freshwater runoff but the i remember reading about the the loch ness one and them theorizing that the 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 monster isn't just confined to loch ness it's just where it's been seen and that it actually swims the mm-hmm. length and breadth of scotland which is why nobody can ever find it um i mean it it's likely all shit really, <laughs> but i love your conviction right up until that point like i generally you could have totally turned me around and be like my God, Grant, you're so right. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 I think what I'm saying is there's some base in the theory that had uh, like a basis in science, if you mm. will. It's like not that it's mm. not like it's just a pond yeah. with a dinosaur in it. You know, it's mm. one of the few where it would have the space to move without being detected if it mm. so happened to move at exactly the right time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think there's there's any like big body of water as well that humans live by always has like a lake monster 
associated mm-hmm. with it. Like you see it all over the world. And I think it is literally just because like of how like light behaves near water. You probably do think you mm-hmm. see weird shadows and stuff if you're like out on a boat and there's like no landmarks around you. Mm. To be fair, though, we do need to like say the face off now. The lock, uh, if we just get the like say the connection between Camp Crystal Rake, the Loch Ness monster versus Jason, I'm all for that Friday the Thirteenth versus the Loch Ness monster. Do you, do you remember that like <laughs> do you remember that big budget movie in the nineties that was like was it just called Loch Ness or Nessie or something? Oh, Nessie, it was. But I found it in a cave. It was. <laughs> Oh dear! I I just like the BBC one. That, I think um, it was like a, a dra- <laughs> dramatization. No, no, not the not the family, <laughs> the family Nessie. Ness or whatever. Not the family Nessie. Alison <laughs> uh, said it in the chat not long ago. <laughs> no, the, the one I forgot was where they were looking for the monster. Where it was just these kids that were building like a paper share models, and like they were like trying to debunk it. But then at the end, like it was like a hint that the monster was real, and it was just like uh, one of these get really cheesy, badly done eighties uh, th- like. Like uh, I think it was a kids program. It's almost mm-hmm. like the same the way they done uh, the Lion and the Witch in the Wardrobe at the time. But oh. uh, I can still remember it as a kid. And um, yeah, I like say talking about like say a photograph doing an area of Scotland, the world of goodness for tourism. I tell you that. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's one of those like it's achievable. You could walk there and see a monster from the shoreline. Like. <laughs> There's no like big complicated thing you yeah. need to do. It's like you just gotta be right place, right time. It's mm-hmm. half the reason Anne wants to go to Loch Ness is to, <laughs> is to go on a hunt for Nessie. Maybe he can prove like, it. Maybe maybe he yeah. can be the one. He's got the power. He's Neil. Maybe, maybe. I can see you like rocking up in scuba gear like to the Loch Ness. <laughs> maybe that's what I'll pitch for. Anne's discovery of the Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> Then you can do the Blair Witch video like goes oh. alongside the search. <laughs> Stop, guys, because you're giving us ideas. So. <laughs> but yeah, um, mine's probably a little bit more like I, I was going to say a fantastic after the Loch Ness, but um, <laughs> it's like say an old tale. But I, I remember watching um, an old uh, like horror film about it, but and it kind of scared us a lot. And they've recently done like as I said, updated versions in supernatural. Uh, the woman in white, like there was the tale behind the woman in white, oh. and there was this, like uh, the scorned lover who um, had a traumatic event, and she would always appear at the at a roadside as well, waiting to be picked up and try and entice young men to be unfaithful, and then drive them, kill them to the death. Um, it was always Isn't like, like the first episode. It's the second or something like that. Oh no, yeah, it was the first episode of Supernatural. Yeah, it was the, but um, I, I I always remember because it was a, a it was a film on Channel Four about it as well, um, but always portrayed like the the scorned woman and as the woman in white, and she would always uh, try and get revenge on on men and who wronged her and stuff like that. So it was a yeah a, a cautionary tale for men not to wrong you women. Yeah, I've I think I've heard like a sort of uh, like a. I would say like a nicer or more charitable to the the deceased version of that, where it is literally like, you know, you'll see someone who needs like a lift home from like a bar or something like that. And Mm. you'll take them, you'll chat to them. They'll tell you all about like the, the love issues and stuff last to be dropped off and then like you turn around and they're gone type of thing. (laughs) And then you find out you've like dropped them off near their own like grave or whatever, like that kind of, Mm -hmm. like that kind of story is interesting and I don't know if that, like, 
the kind of driving stories, like driving ghost stories. I don't know if that's just a product of America having like giant roads yeah. where you could be driving for hours in a straight line. Like it probably is just sleep deprived people, but it's interesting how stories like that do pop up. Like mm-hmm. where our ghost stories are very much like grounded in like a castle or something is haunting. Oh God, yeah. I was so medieval and theirs is all like roadside. Yeah. But um, the chat have now decided that they are all going to get together and go on a monster hunt. Um, God, <laughs> the nice. says, I need a van, scuba gear and Jaffa kicks. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they were never seen again. <laughs> <laughs> Just remember, all their uh, meetups are not <laughs> authorised. <right? laughs> <laughs> this is why we have the disclaimer. <laughs> yes. Um... But I, I like that with like the road side of things because I think American ones, the big ones like the Crossroad Demon as well. Yeah. Uh, how like what was the blues? The blues. Oh yeah, uh, I've got it. I've got this one. Uh, I was definitely going to touch on the Devil at the Crossroads, uh, but yeah, it was Robert Johnson. He was called. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, this is something we mentioned in the conspiracies one. Like Robert Johnson's one of the first notable members of the Twenty Seven Club. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh yeah. So, Arguably, he might have kicked off this whole thing because <laughs> it was like coming back to us now. Because it was about like nineteen thirty something, I think, uh, when he died. But yeah, like this this legend goes that like Robert Johnson was like a blues guitarist who would hang around at the bars and stuff where all the other ones did. Um, he was notoriously bad. Like people would like leave the bars when he played, or like mm-hmm. they would the people would tell the other musicians he hung out with, like oh you need to get him off the stage type of thing. Like they were all just on smoke breaks and like people were coming out and being like, this is terrible. So the the legend goes that he was said to have been playing his guitar like out outside at night at, the, at some crossroads. Um, at the stroke of midnight, the devil appeared, tuned his guitar, played a song and then handed him it back. And that was like the extent of the, the bargain <laughs> <laughs> that he would have like great success in guitar skill, but meet like an untimely demise um and yeah i don't think he did live many years after that it was no. probably like four or five i think but that i mean 10 I, years from the crossroad demon isn't it 10 years ooh, maybe <laughs> to, to enjoy yourself um but i mean i listened to his music and it's interesting um i'm not obviously a blues expert but he did seem to be like taken like he was basically playing the parts of an entire band so Back in the day, like if you were doing that on your acoustic guitar, people probably did think it was like unnatural talent and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, we didn't really get famous until like the nineteen sixties when they re reissued some of his stuff. So that part's a bit weird. You think if he was like magically talented, that would like cross over into like worldwide fame as part of the the magical deal, <laughs> so he could enjoy it at the time. Um. I think it's just a, a factor of like he wrote a lot of songs as well about like he's got songs called like the devil and me or something like like along those lines and he used to sing about like dark subject material mm-hmm. so i think it's probably just a bit of that like he wrote his own legend mm-hmm. if that makes sense uh, it's probably just spotty record keeping <laughs> oh, it's, it's good to, as you said because i think like that was probably the big notable one when it first started like started when it comes to like famous people like trying to go into this as you said Mm -hmm. with the 27 club all these big like acts and big talents that kind of passed away and like they've left like huge 
like legacies behind when they're only here for such a short space of time as well. Mm-hmm. Like if you like, I think what was it? Um, uh, uh, Jimi Hendrix was one, wasn't it? Kirk Cobain, Amy Johnson. Amy Winehouse, Jim Morrison, Jim Morrison, um, uh, Jim Morrison, yeah. Kirk is one. Kirk Cobain. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, her the mamas and papas as well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Oh, what's her name? Mama Cass. Mama Cass. Yeah, and, and I guess like it usually is people who are perceived to be like pioneers mm-hmm. in in the time or like starting something new. Yeah. I mean, like say what you will about Amy Winehouse, that it was like it was well publicized, like you know that she was uh, like drinking a lot and taking drugs and stuff. Mm-hmm. But like she totally did like pioneer, like like brought back a style, but like people emulated it for like mm. years afterwards. So oh, God, yeah, say what you will, it was a similar situation where it was like a musical mm-hmm. movement that happened out of them. Yeah, it uh, is. Look at Janis Joplin. Look at Mama Cass. Mama Cass did not die from eating a ham sandwich as well. <laughs> okay. I haven't heard that legend. <laughs> yeah, apparently the, the rumour is that she died eating a ham sandwich. She choked on a ham sandwich. She did not. She had major health issues. <laughs> to be fair, that was like I say, but Elvis did die eating a burger on the toilet, so... <laughs> or is he an alien? He got called back home. <laughs> he was incredibly constipated. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I know a lot about Elvis because I've jumped on the Elvis <laughs> Just watched that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. well, we'll, not, we'll not talk about his taste in women, but we'll leave there. <laughs> yeah, we'll not go down that road. Not today. <laughs> but yeah, like I think with a lot of urban legends as well, there's been a, a, a few big TV shows and movies like based off offered that's done well. Like I think. The X Files was probably one of the big starters ones as well, mm. just because, as I said, they used to do the monster of the week as well. But they used to do base it's a lot of the like stuff on urban legends as well, like um, spontaneous combustion as well was I think was mm-hmm. one of the big X Files episodes that scared us, and that was the one that used to like if it was possibly if 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 it was real and stuff like that. I don't know why it scared us as a kid, but it used to like fascinate us, but actually terrify us like reading about these people that supposedly just sitting in a chair and like just catching flames because the inner inner workings in the body's got to thing. But I think um like say as I said, X Files was probably one of the biggest the yeah. big shows at the time that capitalized on like say like not just urban legends, like the conspiracy theories and aliens and everything, but a lot of the aspects they used, I think a lot of people forget about all the different like little th- hints and tropes that uh, that the X-Files give us. Um, like, we wouldn't have 15 seasons of Supernatural if it wasn't for the X-Files doing what, what it did at the time. That's true. 100% true. Um, the chat mentioned one that I didn't, I, I wouldn't have thought of on my own, um, so I'm not taking any credit for this, but the Mothman. I never used to get the Mothman premises. I, I didn't until I watched the Richard Gere film. <laughs> That's a good movie. Can we talk about Richard Gere? (laughs) (laughs) That did come up in one of the chats. Um, (laughs) Armageddon! If if anyone wants to read that reference, Google search um, uh, Armageddon in gerbil. You'll you'll have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) You'll go down a rabbit hole all of your own. Um, I love that film. Mm -hmm. Um, I I thought that film was so good, but that is as far as my extent of the Mothman prophecies go. 
I can pick up on the Mothman. <laughs> he's, he's to be honest with you, Mothman's became like one of the more popular like uh, imagery ones. Because um, I mean, like if anyone doesn't know, like it literally is like either a giant bird person or a giant moth person <laughs> but like the telltale signs are like you know like massive wingspan giant red eyes type of thing mm-hmm. um but yeah it's uh that one's from about like we were kind of going in like chronological order here <laughs> uh, point pleasant in west virginia 1966 <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 story it actually it links back to what paul was saying it's a story of like teens driving around in places that shouldn't be <laughs> In this case, it's um, there's an old uh, like World War Two mu- mu- munitions plant that was like decommissioned. Um, so apparently, like two couples were in this car driving around, where basically the first thing they saw was like like a large creature with big wings standing in the middle of the road. And said it was about like you know eight foot tall, ten foot wingspan, glowing red eyes. Um, they immediately like try to drive away because i mean there's a lot of like we're saying about the car stories it's a lot of like drove here saw this and then immediately <laughs> tried to get the hell out of there um the scary thing is was like the the said the mothman took chase and like kept up with the car in which mm-hmm. they're probably going like about like 80 miles an hour trying to get out of this weird like backwards <laughs> area um so it kind of kicked off like some mass hysteria in the region, which is the interesting part. Like everyone was saying they'd seen it. Um, it also there's apparently some documented men in black sightings around it, where they were showing yeah. up trying to keep people quiet. <laughs> wasn't, um, it, wasn't it happening though on major events that were happening like in the town? Or am I making that up? Uh, it's sort of it's like you're a bit like the other way around. Um, Basically, there was a giant uh, bridge collapse in Point yeah. Pleasant uh, not long after this kind of stuff started happening. So what people have said, like, retroactively is that it was, like, a portent of, like, doom type of thing. Like, if you see the Mothman, there's going to be, like, great tragedy type of thing. Um, but, yeah, like, that's kind of... It, 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 it does seem to be, like, a more modern documentation of, like, a mass hysteria or, like, mm. the legend spreading like really yeah. fast like in this contained area mm-hmm. um and then obviously they made a, a pretty decent movie out of it <laughs> yeah, not bad isn't it i don't mind it i it's like it yeah since i've seen it but it, i don't mind it at all I haven't, I haven't heard anything like as i said I'm, i've heard of mothman and what was the film the mothman prophecies prophecies yeah yeah, with, um, yeah but i think with a lot of these ones it's it, it's hearsay. Um, like people like to put like a a spin on it, or like I say, an area where like they can be more scared of like the bogeyman or mm. scared than something that's real events or something that's happened. So it, it's kind of like that type of element to it. And it, 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 I guess, like you know, if there had been like a basically an a natural disaster, if you can call it that, like you know, a mechanical failure of a bridge, mm-hmm. um. It would help you put a pin in the like the mourning process where you can be like, oh, we can blame, or like you know the Mothman. It was like there, there was weird things going on in the town. Like we couldn't help this type of thing. Yeah, this is it's def- it's control. like an, it's absolutely interesting. And I think like like nowadays they basically have like Mothman festivals and stuff where the iconography, like there's statues in the town and stuff. Mm-hmm. So like, there's people trying to like put a positive spin on it, but. 
it I think it's just one of those big modern day things. And it was obviously getting news coverage in in other mm. towns and stuff. Yeah. Probably because there wasn't much else to talk about <laughs> at the time. But <laughs> no, like I think the towns really come together around it and it probably has done more good mm-hmm. than bad. <laughs> yeah. But, that's what I think. Yeah. I'm- but there's also the other element as well. There's where the people take try and take advantage of it, of these type of legends or people's beliefs and try and profiteer and mm. um like like kind of like on people's grief or worry as well. And I probably up, upset a few people here by mentioning this. Like the two that spring to mind totally. And again, if you believe in them, I, I, I'm sorry, I'm not shitting on your beliefs, but uh, the Warrens, for example, um, how they kind of used people's like, fear and uh, grief and stuff to kind of say that <laughs> like the, the people possessed or a thing and how they use things like uh, Annabelle's doll like say I know they made a movie about it and how the, there's actually the Annabelle's doll there and how this doll was meant to be possessed and stuff but again that could fall in the way of urban legends and style as that type of thing where people are kind of using that to kind of like kind of make a living or like yeah. get, get the benefit out of people as well which is kind of always a worry and sorry that's me shitting on someone's belief no, I'm sorry no, no. <laughs> I think the Warrens, they are interesting as a pop culture figure like mm-hmm. we have like I absolutely adore the Conjuring universe so I love mm-hmm. that element of Ed and Lorraine Warren but when you really get down to the nitty-gritty they did take advantage of a lot of people who were incredibly scared mm-hmm. of stuff that they didn't know was real or not they played on it and mm-hmm. um, I find them very interesting I do but I have to be completely realistic they, <laughs> they were not great people <laughs> so it's interest like that 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 does crop up quite a lot, doesn't it? Where people will get like possessive over like either mm. a story, yeah, or a physical item, um, and it's it sort of happened with like 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 you know like Ripley's Believe It or Not and stuff like that. They've got a lot of like mm-hmm. artifacts that they probably shouldn't have, and that they're like attaching weird stories to. Like you know they've got mm-hmm. they've got a few like of those like voodoo kind of. Uh, like idol type of things and it's like this you probably shouldn't have this just sitting in yeah. some stupid museum in los <laughs> angeles zach baggins has a museum in the guy who does the ghost adventures he has mm-hmm. a museum in los angeles and i really do want to go to it and um, yeah. he has some artifacts in there that i don't believe should be in his possession if what they say is true about them yeah i don't think this should be on public display <laughs> like mm-hmm. um bella lugosi's um, mirror is an artifact that is apparently incredibly cursed and he just yeah. has it there on display for everyone to see and <laughs> um, he has a lot of murder murder villia as well which and um, yeah. but yeah there's some artifacts in there that i don't i don't think he should have <laughs> <laughs> if what they say is true about them <laughs> Yeah. What about, what about you, Grant? Have you? What do you think about it? About which one? <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna off on a couple of tangents there. Yeah. <laughs> so anything and everything. <laughs> I don't know. Um, the one that I've been thinking about a little bit. I mentioned at the beginning there about um, kind mm-hmm. of urban myth and like more modern times coming out of uh, propaganda or mm-hmm. 
not so much propaganda, but social experiments. And there was two that uh, I got a hold of. Um, one I'll come on to later if it doesn't get uh, brought up. But um, smoke and banana peel to get you high. It's okay. <laughs> I've, I've definitely heard that one. I've heard that one. Ne- nearly everybody has heard this, and it is an urban myth. As I understand it, this concept was published in a magazine in America in the late 70s by a reporting team that simply wanted to see what would happen if they published some absolute shit and just like (laughs) let's just put something out there to see if people believe it and it was almost a social experiment to see how kind of one of the earliest kind of concepts of fake news if you Mm -hmm. will put out a story that sounds just believable enough and see how it spreads, see what happens. And obviously it's, it's one of those... It's attainable that... in your own home as well, like the Bloody Mary thing where exactly. all, you need, all you need to do is walk into the kitchen <laughs> or the bathroom mirror, you know, like that kind of thing. And give it a try. And because people have read it, you know, there's a certain element of peer pressure around it if people are believing mm-hmm. it. You know, you get the banana skin, you fucking dry it up or mash it up or whatever the hell you're <laughs> supposed to do when you put it in there and they go, is it doing anything? And you go, yeah, I can see fucking elephants. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> or, um, or you try it on your own and to, like, to dodge embarrassment, you make up the story because it didn't work. But you don't want to be like the one who it didn't yeah. work for. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. And that, that article spread and spread and spread to the point where people adopted it as truth. And it, it's one of those things that you hear in your late teens and early 20s, you know, at college or uni or whatever it might be. It's a, oh, have you heard this? You know, if you can't get a hold of anything to get you off your tits, you should try smoking banana peel. That's supposed to get you high. <laughs> and it, it's a perfect example. Probably one of the, the first documented and disproven examples of like a like a fake news story. Um, which essentially is what modern urban myth is mm-hmm. in this day and age. It's people believing stuff that isn't mm-hmm. necessarily true for the, the subtext that it represents. With mm-hmm. the, the banana peel one, there was no subtext. It was literally a couple of reporters that were probably high as fuck on something a lot, <laughs> lot better than mm-hmm. banana peel. Go on, write this. Let's see what happens. See if people believe it. And it spread and it worked to the point where there'll be people out there, even mm-hmm. now, maybe listening to this, maybe not, that'll go, that little bastard who <laughs> thinks it's a myth. It does work. It does work. It does work. Yeah. Um, I'm <laughs> But that's yeah, always all is, if you're out there right now, go and get a banana and smoke it. You did not even the skin just trying to light a banana because you can get it to take, you're gonna get baked, mate. Honestly. But that's the thing though, with like the power of like human thought and like like you what you believe can be scary, like what your mind can make you do as well. Because I remember, like, again, this this could be an urban legend, but I heard a, a tale of them doing a science experiment, like, like years and years ago, just to see what the power of shock and, like, fear could have on people. So what they did is they filmed this room, like, full of steam. They brought this person into the room, showed, filmed the bath with boiling water, took the person out of the room, emptied the bath and filled it with cold water, but kept the steam in the room. And mm. what they did is apparently they pushed the person in and the shock, and the, he believed it was that hot, caused him to have burns, third-degree burns on his skin. 
that's like I, I did generally did read about that like yeah. when I was younger. I but apparently that is some of the power of like going out of shock and what the human mind can do if you believe something yeah. or if, if you like if you've shown something is a certain thing it's it's because at times when you put your hand in you don't know whether when the feeling is if something's red hot or freezing cold you can't really tell the difference the sensation yeah is, is, like is when you blow on ice cream when you <laughs> when it's too cold <laughs> um not, all the time. <laughs> yeah no that is like the there is there is a legit medical condition where you can manifest uh, real symptoms uh, and it can be anything like ranging from like mild stuff uh, to like getting like a, a cough or a sore throat or something or like stuff like you can manifest an epileptic fit if you think or if you think your legs don't work they technically stop working as far as your brain's concerned. Uh, mm. I don't know if it could create like skin irritation but I mean all the chemicals are probably in the body like technically it it could probably happen it probably links back to your spontaneous combustion theory as theory well like that yeah. kind of thing it's interesting um but yeah like that whole like the dark experiment thing that's like its own sort of urban legend really isn't it like the mm. whole like oh well the army did this thing and like the 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 kept people awake for like 72 hours and then when they came back they'd all murdered each other like it was like the russian sleep experiment that was quite a popular one on the internet um that spread from just like a a creepy image mm-hmm. of like that will look like a guy with like no skin on his face type of thing and it was supposed to be like they'd kept these prisoners like pumped full of new drugs uh to keep them awake and then they the started getting all weird and like uh event horizon in the in the room oh, <laughs> if that makes sense to oh, anyone <laughs> oh inside out skin <laughs> yeah yeah but yeah it's it, like like going off from what you're saying there as well because like there is kind of like urban legends from where we live well where i live where i grew up when i was a kid of uh old cherry knoll mental asylum mm. um because you don't know what 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 is true and what is 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 like brought around because they can say all the different things i know it was home for the criminally insane at at one time but then it became like say places for like people who were mentally ill and and stuff but like the whole warden like around it as well like where there is tunnels underground in well there was because they basically made it into a housing complex now but there used to be like mm-hmm. tunnels that used to go from all the different areas because there used to be like a prison of war camp before it became a hospital so there's <gasps> deep dark history like and stuff there but what the apparently the urban legend was as, as a kid that the, when the criminally insane used to get sent there they used to medically like, do tests on them and and mm-hmm. um like try out new drugs or try new techniques there was a lot of electro shock therapy at the time um like i said that that is facts i've seen the tables where they strapped them down to do it um but the if they passed away because with them being like like rapists murderers not like the worst of the worst the family didn't want anything doing so they used to bury the bodies underneath uh like the hospital so apparently there's tunnels filled with filled with dead patients and stuff all around mm. in China, which again was probably bullshit but as a kid as a teenager as well it was you were just always trying to find that little way in because i was constantly a little bastard back in the day i was always breaking into cherry knoll and like some of the things you saw when you went inside there was just absolutely mesmerizing there was uh doorways and stuff and there was always things locked down 
you have to be careful because you could always probably, once you got in, you had about 10 to 15 minutes before the police came. So, <laughs> and that was good back in the day. <laughs> but it was, um, but the t- closed it down because of all the asbestos as well. So I'm, I'm glad I'm still still here, really. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like little things when you walk around. Like I've, I think I told about the ghost story thing when you walk around, it just had a, a feeling in the place. And I don't know yeah. if it's just because of, you know, what's gone on there or you've heard the stories or you've heard all these myths. But it was never a nice place to go in and uh, go around. But you, you were always drawn to it for some reason. You always wanted to go back to it. There, there, is, <laughs> there is that legend that like uh, like structures can retain like information. I can't. I don't know if it's literally called like stone, <laughs> like recall theory or something weird like that. But that. you could have been feeling the feelings uh, from the past. And I've definitely heard about like those tunnels actually being part of like asylums and stuff where mm-hmm. so they didn't have to like wheel the the dead bodies past everyone they would need a way to like quietly sort of get people out sort of thing i know the that had a shutdown the only reason i know some like the tunnels are definitely real is because uh a few years well years and years ago when we when i lived in right my mom and dad still live there there was big news because one of the blocks on Cherry Knoll that had uh, was Suicide Watch so mm. if, if someone the thought was a danger to themselves used to still get taken there and one of the patients got out, got in the tunnel got all the way because it led to Riot Beach mm-hmm. for some mm. reason, it, I don't know why but there's one of the tunnels led to Riot Beach and he got there, got through the tunnel oh. and jumped off the cliffs at Riot Beach Wow so, He went through all yeah. that effort then jumped off a cliff he actually wanted to, he didn't want to live, but the hospital had to keep him alive. It's interesting how like uh, localized that sort of stuff is because um, I sort of grew up like right near like the town, like around Park Lane and stuff. So definitely heard about Cherry Knoll, but it was it probably was from people from Ryup who went to like the same school as me because I went to school in like Hillview and Sunderland. So uh, we had about half and half from like like half from riot way like half mm-hmm. from sort of like the the surrounding area so like it's interesting but like um my mom did work in mental health and like like cherry knoll as like an actual functioning place was still sort of going into the 2000s and stuff mm-hmm. um so it is interesting like how the rumors the can spread far but also like you guys in in riot probably knew like way more than the rest of us <laughs> did because <laughs> it was like it was a local just- it was just a scary building. Did the, was the hospital near there? I think I yeah. probably asked this before. Well, when you go up, because it's still got the old engine museum, you know, the giant chimney. That that was always the entrance. And Yeah, like, I remember that. The hospital is still there now, where, like, say you go for physio and stuff. That used to be the prisoner war camp over the road from it. Oh, my gosh. My my little gran was in there. That's, yeah. how I, that's the only time I, I saw Cherry Knowles or even heard of it was mm. when I went to go and visit her in hospital. Yeah, but that was just like the general hospital bit. That's all been flattened and re- repurposed now. It's like a brand new hospital and stuff. When you go further up, there used to be like uh, the houses where the staff used to live. So they used to have all the staff on site as well. And then yeah. when you go right up next to the Dean, they had the old building. I've got photos of it on my Facebook. I'll try and pull them out. And it looks like uh, the the main thing where it's got like a, a church thing where they used to have a giant uh, like stained glass window at the front. And the two bits come out used to be like the wards. And that was the old 
asylum part and then they had a small branch out that was towards the dean where it, it, it still operated i think it still operated about five or ten years ago but that was just for people who had mental health issues and then like say going on it had little bits all over so like as a as a like a place to visit it, it was eerily beautiful because it was surrounded by all this grass greenery trees and like areas where it was just like a kid's playground because like you could mm-hmm. climb trees and like mm-hmm. go in an asylum which is mental um <laughs> But I didn't mean it that way. So. No pun intended. <laughs> no, uh, I realised when I said it. But the actual place and everything, it just had this feeling like the whole asylum bit um, had like a brown dirt where the grass didn't grow. Trees, anything like kind of died when it was around it type thing, the whole asylum part. But the stories that used to come out of it was always brilliant. Like, um, like say, with us being kids, were horrible. Well, it said one of the patients was called Miles, and if Miles catches you, he would rape you and stuff. So you're always terrified. <laughs> so you're always terrified when you're walking. <laughs> when you're walking Jesus, about, Miles is going to come get you. Miles is coming to get you, and he's going to rape you. So we always sounds a bit like pipes. <laughs> pipes. Pipes. That's a good one. But, um... They say that about um, Alcatraz. That Alcatraz. You know how you were talking about like stone interest, like of buildings mm. retaining history mm-hmm. and, and feelings say that about Alcatraz like that has that kind of feel mm-hmm. about it but I think there's a different feeling in being scared in the location that you're at and mm-hmm. feeling stuff around you because mm-hmm. I've had that before in Chillingham Castle of all places which I think there's a lot of shit but the dungeon when you go into the um the actual like torture bit where all the the Iron Maiden is and everything I have never felt a level of uncomfortableness as I did in that moment. And it wasn't like I wasn't scared or anything. It just didn't feel right. Mm-hmm. So I, and there's, I believe there's two differences in mm-hmm. in feelings. Yes. But going back to local legends as well, because I know going off like and telling ghost stories and stuff a little bit there. Yeah, was quite... it's like, <laughs> <laughs> um, but like I say, the big one for us all being from Sunland was always the Lampton and Worm. I'd say oh, that yeah. lot, the local yes, legend of the, <laughs> yeah, of the big worm that like say the was it what was it the Lord what was he called? I can't remember now. I've heard the story since I was a kid. Lord Lampton? Lord Lampton, I think it was, who uh, <laughs> had a had a armor suit made of spikes to fight the lantern worm and chopped it up uh and threw it down a well apparently or something like that. It's up at um Fafield, the mm-hmm. hill. Yeah, we used to at my school used to teach it like Teach it as fact. And yeah, because wasn't wasn't the, it wasn't the story kind of that he like uh, it got like tossed down there when it was like small and then it like yeah. it grew big and beknownst to everyone. Yeah, yeah. Well, my school taught it as fact and almost yeah. like a worshiping kind of thing as well because we are literally. Oh. My dog is going nuts in its sleep, and um, <laughs> I'm literally on the cusp of the hill. <laughs> It sounds like you went to like school in like Dune or something. Worship in the sandworm. The bees. Oh Christ! No. <laughs> <laughs> Which one? The, the, Nick, the Nick Cage version of. Them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not the bees. Um, that's an interesting one. The whole like. Uh, the creepy small island uh island folk <laughs> who would uh, yeah <laughs> who would call us like mainlanders and that <laughs> but um 
That's probably just true, to be fair. <laughs> I heard this like I heard this nuts one about the Isle of Wight where um oh I'm gonna kick myself because I can't remember like what it was called or whatever. But it was basically the story of this kid who found this weird like clown man out in the woods. And everyone says it's like an alien contact story. <laughs> and yes, it sounds creepy as fuck. And but apparently nothing happened to the kid. <laughs> but it was just this weird, like, I guess people have described it almost as, you know, like an old 1950s, like robot toy sort of looking mm. guy, like a, like, or a weird spaceman. Um, so that's the kind of stuff that goes on the Isle of Wight, apparently. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I know Jake always loves me history channel ch- chats and stuff. Let's, let's go, oh, yeah. go to the history channel for a few We're going to do Oak Island, <laughs> uh, the money pit. <laughs> oh, God. How much money must they have spent on the uh, curse of Oak Island or like digging up a <laughs> digging up a <laughs> hole that fills up with sand immediately? <laughs> it's like this water keeps coming out of nowhere. Where is it? Well, there's obviously underground tunnels that lead to the sea. Yeah, <laughs> dumbasses. But yeah, he must have spent millions of pounds just digging these one holes, looking for this treasure that's probably worth about fifty bob. <laughs> I guess. I guess uh, for people who don't know, like that kind of the 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 story of like the money pit. It's supposedly like um, a treasure is like buried in this kind of like special i guess like structure that would cause mm-hmm. it to flood if anyone tries to dig it up but i guess like the man who like planted the treasure he knows the one the one place you can dig mm-hmm. to like get access but everyone else it just like fills up with water as they try and dig <laughs> down and <in> sand <laughs> but oh the, the thing i love about the the organ because I, I was probably invested in the first mm-hmm. I, well, I still watch now because I'm a dick. Uh, <laughs> but the first two seasons, you were like, oh, great, they've got these evidence. And they talk about this big slab that was found <laughs> with markers. And if you dig like, down so much, you'll find a treasure that was in. I was going, oh, great, they've got this evidence. And think. <laughs> turns out in season four, the stone was slab was lost 40 years ago, and no one's seen it since. <laughs> and there's no photographs of this slab. It's just basically yeah. records and fucking American presence have digged in. <laughs> The only interesting bits they found is basically colonial, like, like travelers and stuff. I'd, I'd use this island as a, a stopping point to get around the world and stuff. So yeah. there is evidence that people have been there and built like ships and docks and stuff. But it's just like ten seasons, so ten years worth of digging, and they found fuck all. <laughs> it's <laughs> like that. It's like that. You know that asylum. Um, did you ever see it in America, where the where Geraldo was going into? Was, oh, was it Al Capone's um, vault? Yeah, vault. And they did this whole massive special on it to open it, and there was fuck all in there. There was like an empty bottle of whiskey or something <laughs> on the table, oh, and like <laughs> oh, Geraldo. It's like, yeah, I guess Al Capone shifted all of his important stuff like before <laughs> or during. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, it's so funny. Uh, no. Thank you, Captain. Bless me for sneezing. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, like I said, because the History Channel does do these whack, weird and wacky shows, like the Curse of Oak Island. That's, I think it's branched now out now because it's kind of losing its thing. So they're doing like what the world's most treasure hunters. So the Lagina yeah. brothers, like, like the two brothers who like multi multi millionaires and stuff like that. That. Um, I think they've got the money of oil and gas, so they've got money to spend. I'm just going around, like trying to do modern day treasure hunts with people and stuff, like to try and find these 
urban legends of, of yeah. where like these long lost treasures and nobody ever finds anything. Yeah, because he's making that point very clear in the chat right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have never heard of this. This is why like everyone's always like, Oh yeah, like the Holmanid is like one cool billionaire to be Batman or like Iron Man. <laughs> this is why you can't trust billionaires because they'll just piss the money up on like like cowboy <laughs> treasure that never existed. <laughs> Digging holes and shit that just doesn't work. But yeah. um I'll tell you what I've what I found like like one of the I, I keep banging on about it and I've talked about it so many times, but it's so interesting because it's gotta be staged some of the stuff they do, but this the curse of skinwalker ranch. Cause um Yeah. It, you did like bring a, this one up on the conspiracies cast. Uh, like has anything has anything new happened since then? So, so there's been a new <laughs> so there has been a new uh new season. Yeah. So um but the whole premise it's all about aliens and like shit like stuff. Now they're talking about uh possibly um portals to different dimensions and stuff like that that's yeah. coming through but they're doing actual science experiments and the results if it's real mm-hmm. is just fucking mind-blowing but it's all about like urban legends it started off like on skinwater ranch is like basically men would turn into like it was the first ever werewolves from the like the native americans and stuff so that's why yeah a wendigo, was, a wendigo sort of thing. yeah so it said it was like cursed Cursed. He's an X Men. Bring him back to the comic fans. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the comics, but it was like uh, cursed, um, like cursed land and stuff. Mm-hmm. But um, some of the experiment, I, I know I'll not go into like the previous stuff because they keep saying, "Oh, if you dig in this world, like bad things happen." And like the uh, like basically, it's the first show I've watched where you actually see UAPs. So they mm. actually see like unidentified flying objects after they do experiments. Um, but this season has been very entertaining. Uh, they were digging in this rock because every time they like try and look in this, these caves, they don't know where it's going. So they put some smoke to try and see where the, the smoke would go. <laughs> smoke just disappeared inside of a, of the rock of the of this mountain where it should be coming out. It went okay. inside, so something's pulling it in like airwise. So they're like, all right. So they started digging into it. They found this object that was Felix, like a sphere <laughs> that couldn't get through. And when they pulled the drill, there was metal filings that was only found on meteors. Oh, no. So, <laughs> you don't want so, to touch that thing. <laughs> so, so that was getting quite entertaining. But uh, I know I'm going off, off like Urban Legends. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but No, um... no, this is like, this is like, um, <laughs> uh, this is like directly linked to one I heard. It's called the Beth Sphere, mm-hmm. where it's like this family... Like, you know, it's always like a family who's got farmland, anything to do with like uh, aliens. Uh, basically found this like you know perfectly spherical metal thing uh mm-hmm. when you like put it on the ground it would like roll to certain areas and like stay there type of thing like unnatural mm-hmm. movement they didn't know if it was mechanical if it had anything inside obviously this was mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure it was like 1800 so you couldn't be like oh we'll x-ray it and all that like crap um and but again i think you touched on it before uh, or sam did like it always just disappears. Like, there's nobody who's got it anymore. Like, you know, oh, it went missing like 40 years ago. Like, but, you know, a, a guy from the newspaper saw the sphere and it's like, and the family tries and like, tries to get like stories out of this kind of thing. And it, it's always like, oh, we gave it to some guy and he never gave it back type of thing. And that's the end of it. <laughs> but it still uh, persists as a legend just because yeah. it's interesting. Yeah. But the only thing that like, out of this thing with um, like the skin water around that I found was like mind blowing. Again, if it's real, mm-hmm. 
But apparently in this thing we're going to call the triangle. So we'll move into triangles next as well, guys. See the little segue. Uh, <laughs> but um, about f- like so many feet in the air, about 50 or 60 feet in the air, there's a point where they can't measure anything. There's nothing yeah. there. They flew over with a helicopter. They said the helicopter's in instruments all start going crazy. Yeah. Um, they put a telescope through where they map the stars. So when they put the telescope to actually go through this little area of space, it turned off. It wouldn't map the stars. So that'd move and it'd start mapping it. And it wouldn't, it said the scientists behind it were saying, we've got no explanation for this. Um, they tried firing a laser beam through. And you know how laser beams are straight and can't be broken? Mm-hmm. It split in two after a certain oh. point. It's very, so it actually said this because the guy who's like a NASA scientist in this experiment is like impossible. So, <laughs> and they did that. And um, oh, I'm trying to think of the other one. All of a sudden, uh, an, a- an FM radio wave start coming through, like broadcasting when they were shooting things through it as well. So it was almost like something was trying to communicate. And then when when they were in the in the room tapping into all the different recordings, they found a signal that was recording them. Oh, that's not good. So, <laughs> you don't want that. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, I I was very entertained by this year. But it's it's again a history show channel, so you know it's going to be like some stage and some bullshit. But it's actually giving you content and things happening rather than like the Curse of Oak Island, where they dig a hole and they find a button. <laughs> but yes. yeah but there's been tons of books and stuff written about skinwalker ranch and all that yeah. stuff mm-hmm. um and it, it supposedly is like near some like you know land that native americans wouldn't mm-hmm. like go on and stuff like that um, um it's like it's got some legit roots and stuff in like local legend um but yeah i love it it's just an end it seems like an endless font of like weird stuff yeah, which is always good. <laughs> I really tried the other day to listen to a podcast and literally was 34 minutes long on, on it just to get a basic idea because I still don't quite understand. It's ridiculously complicated. I was so fucking bored. <laughs> like, I, just, I don't care. Like, I'm going to pass this one off as I don't care. <laughs> you just don't want to go there. 34 minute episode on it. I don't give a shit. Don't touch the soil. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, but I think this could lead into the biggest like urban legend of them all that that we've talked about for hundreds and hundreds of years that things keep on going missing in the Bermuda Triangle. Yes, that's definitely one that persists like throughout most people's entire life. Oh, Not Grant's... sure about right now. I don't know. Do kids today know about the Bermuda Triangle? Another Grant smiled very big when you said that. Has <laughs> he been? Have you come back to tell the tale? <laughs> <laughs> it's where I was born, maybe. No, I, I've, uh, <laughs> parts unknown. <laughs> I've heard a couple of legitimate theories as to why the Bermuda Triangle does what it does, um, mm. but I'll let you guys go through your theories about aliens and magnets and world wars. Oh no, I, 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 I'm quite interested now. You've got me attention. <laughs> well, as as I understand it. Um, it's all to do with the way that the two island chains mm-hmm. work. Um, as you come off the bottom of Florida, you've got the Florida Keys mm-hmm. to the south, which is di- pretty much directly due west of mm-hmm. um, Bermuda. And Bermuda would always be a navigational point that people would use when they were crossing the Atlantic. But if you come north a couple of hundred miles, there's another set of islands off the coast of Florida 
that look like the Florida Keys. And what mm-hmm. would happen is when people were coming into the Caribbean, obviously the Caribbean's, you know, if you get it on the, the right day, it's lovely mm-hmm. weather. If you get it on the wrong day, it can be tempestuous, to say the least. You know, you're right in the middle of the hurricane belt. Mm-hmm. And if people would get thrown off course, be it through naval or through air, long before the days of radar and what have you, when you were literally looking out your plane window to work out where the fuck you were supposed to be, if you got the wrong set of islands that you thought were the Florida Keys, you would, but if you identified them wrongly, you would try to head um, north in order mm-hmm. to find safe places to land because the bottom of Florida is a swamp. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you identified the Florida Keys as the Florida Keys and went north, you'd be safe. But if you took this island chain from further up the coast and mm-hmm. thought, that's the Florida Keys, I need to fly north, you're flying back or sailing back into the Atlantic. Mm-hmm. You're kind of coming back on yourself because of the way right. you know, America's got Florida and then it curves yeah. around a little oh, bit yeah. into Georgia before it comes back out in the Virginias. There's like mm-hmm. a dent in there. So, like I said, because I don't, obviously, I'm not a mariner by any stretch of the imagination, so I don't know exactly oh. how it works. But that would be all. <laughs> <laughs> I am a secret sailor. Um, but yeah, that was the like the relatively physics-based explanation that I'd had for it. It, was, it wasn't the fact that the instruments were off. Mm-hmm. The fact that the instruments were right and where you thought you were in the sea was yeah. absolutely wrong. So you just go flying off into the Atlantic yeah. and obviously run out of fuel and, and crash. Or you'd sail off into the middle Atlantic. You'd mm-hmm. end up eating all of your crewmates and becoming a ghost ship and then floating around the Atlantic <laughs> until somebody found you. Don't look at me like that, Sammy. If you were stuck on a, <laughs> it's on like, a ship... No, it's the no cannibalism choice. thing. Okay. You know this about yeah. Sammy. <laughs> <laughs> cannibalism is okay. <laughs> oh, oh, it really is <laughs> Don't knock it until you've tried it. I was going to say she's eaten plenty of people that she just doesn't want to tell us. Absolutely not. You started off with talking about the Bermuda Triangle and like ready for like this whole big conspiracy urban legend thing and Grant's like, nope, this is how it is. (laughs) I love it. it. Yeah, but that's the thing though, because as as Jake pointed out, you don't really hear many stories about the Bermuda Triangle No, not now. Because like say, I a lot of people now have different mapping systems, uh, more like up-to-date guidance uh, uh, things. So, what, <laughs> so what Grant's saying does actually make sense. But it, yeah. I, I say I, it blew my mind when I was a kid, like reading about all these diff- different things, people going missing, like going into vortexes, missing time days. Mm. Um, like there was even ones where they said, so someone said he, he flew for a cloud. The cloud changed colour, then he was back in World War One. then flew through another cloud and come back. There was these type of tales that were coming out from uh, from back That's in like the day by pilots. Wonder Woman stuff, stuff like yeah, Themyscira type thing. <laughs> I always remember as a kid having this book of like mysteries and hauntings because mm-hmm. I was a weird child. Um, and I had mm-hmm. the, in the middle of the book was about the Marina Triangle and them trying to, with diagrams, mm-hmm. explain how they could physically disappear and even as a kid i was like fuck off you know (laughs) that is not true (laughs) a lot of like a a lot of what i've noticed about like legends that get popular like it often is there's always this like weird thing of like oh is the person telling the story like legit Mm -hmm. and what that usually boils down to is like oh are they part of like the armed services or like the police like (laughs) if they are we will say like it's legit 
and like and like i'm thinking like it doesn't really mean they're any more legit like you hear about like people in the army being like weirdly superstitious and stuff like we've already talked about gremlins and stuff and mm-hmm. like but i think that is it it's like oh well you know this this person is of good stature therefore they wouldn't they wouldn't be making it up or there must be something there yeah but it's all and about like chinese, human... chinese whispers though it's a thing yeah, the story like, evolves as it goes from person to person and human memory is like is bad <laughs> like like at the end of the day like mm-hmm. like your memory isn't what you think it is but like it's it's it doesn't like gaps. It'll fill in gaps, you know, yeah. like of, of knowledge if you're trying to remember something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, when, when people are trying to recount um, like events that have happened, something will always change within mm-hmm. that, within that storytelling, depending on like how, like I, I, I take this from um, when I read the Columbine book mm-hmm. and how they caught all these kids in such a traumatic experience, tell them one story and then caught them a couple of years later. Once the, they were out of the, the you know the danger zone and it just totally changed like your, yeah. your memory just change your, your memory and your mind changes as time goes on mm. no it's 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 interesting like that's that's the thing with urban legends and stuff how it things but there is also like the urban legends when it comes from like the movie side of things as well where like on sets like the urban legends what like where they come back with like the cursed movie type situation because mm. there's always yeah. the ur- urban legends of like um the Superman movies, like anyone who plays Superman or um, like stars in the movies, like that was cursed due to what happened to like Christopher Reeves, like uh, George, um, George, George Reeves. Was it George Reeves? Mm-hmm. I know yeah. we talked about him last week. Um, and uh, the woman who played Lois Lane having a mental breakdown, like after uh, Superman as well. Uh, a lot of things did happen to things. I know it can come down like say bad timing and stuff, but it's always interesting. But just to get the usual fix in for for our our fans, that's a uh, the urban legend that I proved was true this week when the Goonies, uh, like I say, was always talked about um, having a, 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 a <laughs> had an octopus scene in the Goonies. Yeah. Yeah. I've been waiting for this. Data did elaborate too that the, there was a giant octopus to find, but it was cut out, so it was an urban legend that turned out to be true. So yeah, the yeah, Goonies yeah. reference is in there. Our chat has been waiting for this. <laughs> and all at one point, we're like, "Shh." Well, he hasn't that, done it yet. I, I think like, I, I, I like replied to you in the Facebook group, but I love that because you can take it both ways. Like, mm-hmm. if you watch that movie, you can take it as like, "Oh yeah, Data like fought an octopus," or you can take it that he's just like bullshitting to his parents. And yeah. either way, it's it's cool, <laughs> you know. Like <laughs> whatever you feel like believing in that watch of the Goonies, like I I, I do like stuff like that where it's almost more interesting that they left it out now. <laughs> it's like a better joke, isn't even. It, isn't it briefly in there though? I mean, it's been a while since oh. I watched the Goonies, and it's... I don't know if they just maybe touch on it, or maybe it was one of those things where is the octopus on the cover? It's on the. And it's like one it... of those things where there's the cover of the VHS, and you think, where's the fucking? Oh, it's, it's in the extra in blue when they came out on Blu-ray. It was in one of the extras, like deleted scenes, and it finally showed it. Uh, so hang on, hang on, Grant. I can I can segue this really well into the Mandela effect, <laughs> which might be what you're experiencing right now. Potentially, I've, I've got the after they come off the 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 water slide bit. I'm sure there's a tiny little bit. Either somebody gets pulled underwater, or somebody goes, "What the fuck was that?" Or oh, there was God, some. Yes. No, injury wise about it that's in there 
it's in the it's in the deleted scenes bit. That's how it works. Basically, when they come down the slide, they're swimming along, and one of them gets pulled under the water. Then they all have a big battle with the octopus and punch it around. And it's clearly the worst octopus you'll ever see. Um, oh, did I've Grant seen those deleted scenes, man? Seen oh, did did Grant grow up in an alternate universe? <laughs> the actual Goonies that came out is that what you're trying to say, Jay? Yeah. So. The the Mandela effect is something that I feel like is semi recent in like the internet sort of legend uh, box of stupidity, <laughs> but basically, um, it's like there's a few different things. It's called the Mandela effect because um, Nelson Mandela, uh, it was quite a famous. You know, he was like in prison for twenty years, mm-hmm. uh, got out, becomes president. Um, so a lot of people when they sort of heard something about that, we're going like, hang on, like he died in prison. Like I remember seeing the news stories uh, and like, they've got vivid memories uh, like of that story, having a different ending uh, in their minds. And what people, what people think is like, remember there was all that 2012, like the, the world is going to end stuff. Like the Mayan oh, yeah. calendar cuts off. Nostra- Nostra- Nostramus, whatever he's called as well. And there was all, the and there was the also, it was also the year that they turned on like the Hadron Collider, like the CERN. Yes, it was. So people think that the CERN, when they turned that on, they basically like jumped us to another universe. And some people have like this one. Some people have echo. Oh well, do you not think since 2012 nothing's felt quite right? Like everything's weird. The world's gone mad. Well, goodness. <laughs> But yeah, like it's so much like my mother there. Sorry. No, no, that's 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 basically how the thinking goes. It's like, oh well, you know, like all that weird stuff with like uh, like Trump and everything, and like all the bad stuff that's been happening since twenty twelve. To be fair though, this this still has fucking flat earthers out there these days. Yeah. So oh, let's not. I can't. I can't with them. But, I um, have family members like that. I can't. I, I accidentally um like during this, I accidentally stumbled onto like the story that's the basis for like stranger things mm-hmm. so um like kind of like related there's like this um this montauk air base thing which is like in Lo- long island and supposedly that's another like they were doing weird government experiments sort of area 51 style mm-hmm. uh, but one of those was to like give people like psychic powers basically and apparently it is where like the duffer brothers took inspiration because it was like a book that came out um, in 92 that's reportedly fiction, although they won't admit it's fiction, if that makes sense. But I think yeah. the publishers put on the back of the book that it's fiction. Um, but yeah, so apparently there was like, you know, um, Eleven style experiments that had some kind of chair you could be strapped in that would give you like <laughs> psionic powers and stuff that, like that. Um, was that not MKUltra? Or... That, well, that's why no, nobody can remember it because they were given oh. MKUltra chemicals so that they couldn't tell the story after the right. place was shut down and filled right. with concrete. Which is loads of LSD, man. Yeah, um, <laughs> but in that same book, they say there was time travel experiments, and so this book was in 92, and they say that they couldn't go any further than 2012, like there was some kind of, like, wall, there was nothing after it, <laughs> type of thing. The mind calendar rendered. Yeah, yeah. So there's, like, people have found a lot of, like, stupid links that they can all put together. Um, <laughs> you know, I am, I'm sitting here laughing at, the, at what's being said, 
But in any, if, if it was in a different circumstances, and I'm like, if Anth was telling us, I'd totally fucking believe it. I know, like, but you're the right. most gullible person I've gullible. ever met. I am so gullible, like, <laughs> and I am so impressionable as well. Like, I would totally be so, taking all this in, but because I know who I'm sitting with, I'm like, <laughs> hey, we're reputable sources. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to fool anyone here because, like, apparently this, some of this information came from a 4chan poster who said they were one of the CERN scientists. <laughs> oh, damn. Um, but uh, what, what it's kind of the the way I heard about it um, is like there was this like old like book series called the the Berenstain Bears. And like loads of people, and it was more popular in America. And people will swear up and down that it was called the Berenstein Bears, like S T E I N, but it's actually Stain. Um, and a lot of people think that's another split in the timeline. Like, no, that's that's not the book I saw when I was a kid, or like how I saw a different I've, version I've of think, the Goonies. I think I've seen. I think I've seen the episode of a Community where, like, say they've got rolls of dice and it's like six different timelines going on at once. Yeah, um, <laughs> like that kind of thing. Like, is this? Is this uh, oh, we're trying to say this is the dark timeline. This is what the bad things has happened. So I guess is, yeah, the one where everything's on fire. <laughs> yeah, and there's another timeline where everything's good. So we've got to get to that timeline and kill them and take it over, Rick and Morty style. I mean, that's why it doesn't make sense to me because, like, if the the scientists turned on the machine and it jumped us, like, why would everything just be like shitty? <laughs> like, <laughs> like why would that have happened? Like. So that's why the Goonies lost in the poll. Yeah, oh, I think makes so. Makes sense now. If they hadn't turned, they, they, they did turn on the Sun Collider again this year. So yes, <laughs> nothing like, happened. It wasn't, it wasn't that long ago. <laughs> so did nothing happen? And didn't they, they disprove a lot of things that they thought they proved? Originally? Well, the myth comes from uh, Stephen Hawkins said if you discover like the Higgs boson particle, yeah. it could like it could like unravel the universe type of thing. Um, don't know me times table would know all about that <laughs> <laughs> so like to be honest like the the urban legend around that comes unfortunately from some stuff like Stephen Hawking wrote and he probably didn't say it as absolute as that it was yeah, probably well, just like this is a theory it's not fact it's just yeah. it's just theorized <laughs> not until you're like yeah you can find things that disprove it unfortunately but again like that's why a lot of people are like loath to like believe uh, scientific findings because they're like oh well it changes all the time and it's like yeah because people are still looking into things and yeah. the world isn't as set out as much as you'd like it to be black and white the world yeah. and like physics and forces aren't <laughs> yeah but like I said I think getting back into like the realms of like what you believe and stuff like that I know would other than Sam we're not the most like gullible of people and we don't really fall from any like kind of bullshit and like we don't like <laughs> thinking any fools. But is there any I am so gullible. I am so impressionable. It's ridiculous. I've 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 no shame. Is is there any urban legends that's been told or that you actually believe anyone believes in or wants to believe in? <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, sorry, Sam, you go. I don't know, Jake. I really don't know because I like, so many. Because you can sit there and list them off, and I would get, oh yeah. To be fair, though, Sam's getting packed now to go after Nessie, so that's just how that's rolling. Yeah, out. like <laughs> I mean, we're all like a fan, like we're all fans of like like spooky stuff. Like in my heart of hearts, I would I would like Ouija boards to be real. Right. Um, yeah. But uh, made yeah. by Kenneth. 
It, yeah, it's literally a children's <laughs> toy. <Yeah. laughs> like, I'm it sorry. Was, it, 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 uh, it literally was branded as a children's toy. Like, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. if we're gonna do that aspect, like obviously the afterlife, like I'd love. I, I'm, I'm so skeptical because most haunted is made as that way. But <laughs> at the same time, I'm still like Mary Lovestick. What if, like, what if, do you know what I mean? Like, I, I want to believe so badly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Like Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> Truth is out there. I think I'm more too much like Scully and my thing. And like I say, if, if if it's not logical or it doesn't make sense or, or you can't prove it, I'm, I'm more prove it as well than disprove if that makes sense. Yeah, mm. and, and it's exactly like that. Like when it comes down to Mulder and Scully, he is definitely the Scully in the relationship because I believe everything. What about you, Grant? I mean, we've already touched on like a set of urban myths that I would definitely regard as being believable when we were talking about um, experimentation. Um, obviously, the Russian sleep experiment, that's straight out of creepy Creepypasta with that mm. weird image mm. of the, the guy going a little bit event horizon as Jake. Yeah. Martin, that mm. is the best explanation I've heard for that image ever. <laughs> but we've already touched on one of them that we know happened with MK Ultra. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um you know, we go back into the Second World War and what have you, you know, kitting out the soldiers and, you know, here's your compass and here's your map and here's <clears throat> some methamphetamine. Off you go, son, <laughs> into France. Um, you know, lest, of course, we go down the like the much more serious lines of what the, the Nazis got up to when, you know, yeah. they were doing their experiments and that kind of thing that, you know, there's as much as we live in a world of science and discovery, there are people out there who have absolutely no scruples with how they will discover or yeah. the methods that they will go to in order to try and discover new things. So the the elements of scientific torture and fucked up experiments and that kind of stuff, I think they're all believable to a certain degree, even if they are tacked onto a shitty photoshopped image. Yeah. You know, making making people no, not go to sleep for 10 hours and then battle to mm-hmm. the death. I reckon, you know, mm-hmm. well, probably every government on the planet has mm-hmm. tried that at least once with some group of poor fucking unfortunates, you know, whether there's mm-hmm. any yeah. truth in the stories that are made up about it is one thing, but are there stories about that shit happening that are true? Like, mm-hmm. undoubtedly, you know, yeah. we've done some awful things to our fellow man um, you know, it's not even a fucking new thing. Look, the Spanish Inquisition, they were a mm. right bunch of twats when it came to chopping up bodies and seeing mm. what things could, uh, what we looked like on the inside. That You know, that's that's always going to be out there. There's, there's yeah. definitely some belief in there. Sorry, I, was... brought, I brought this one on a down. No, 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 no. It's, a good, it's, it's a good topic because, again, like more modern day as well, because going from that, like the biggest probably is, and I, I know we've always tried to stay away from this type of conversation. We and we t- like we try to stay away from it on the actual uh, conspiracy podcast as well. But I think time has passed enough to have like a a little bit of a inside conversation. Probably the modern one that we are going through at the moment now. All the urban legends and theories that's coming out is like how COVID started. Mm. Like you're hearing all these different theories oh, that yeah. it was basically a factory. Like I know originally said it was from a bat. Now it's coming out. That it, was it made in like a factory? Uh, like was it a test to see how fast like diseases could travel or like a manufactured or someone leaked it or someone like purposely d- done it? That's 
a lot of the urban legends that's coming out regarding that, them aspects now, which Grant touched on with, like, say, the human experimentation back in the days, it could, in essence, still be that this was an experiment gone wrong or gone very right for a lot of people. I know, unfortunately, we've, like, we've bloody, like, lived through, like, how misinformation can spread <laughs> really quickly because um, there was all that stuff of people taking like horse medicine in America and stuff like that, like Invermissin or something, whatever that was called. Deworming paste <laughs> for horses, basically. Um, but yeah, like it's interesting because like when we're saying about like sort of like are you skeptic or not or, you know, what would you like to believe? Um, like I don't see a ton of value in like getting to the bottom of everything because it's not always the most important thing like Mm. like you were saying like if the technically discovered ghosts exist or whatever like i don't know if that is as important as like the legend that goes with with it and stuff yeah and like there doesn't always have to be someone to blame for every thing Mm. that happens because i think that's what happened with like covid people were like oh who can we blame like Mm -hmm. in every step of the way it was like yeah like even if even when it's like going to the supermarket like oh that's your fault for not wearing a mask like that like type of thing like there was just blame being thrown in every direction mm-hmm. and i've never thought like the pursuit of like who's to blame is ever a good line to go down no 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 it, it should have just been tackled as it was as it yeah. was happening, as opposed to because even the government put blame on like public for like just fucking existing yeah like, <laughs> so yeah i totally get what you mean <laughs> yeah, yeah so- and like it 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 does like this kind of stuff definitely plays into like government mistrust and yeah. like uh science mistrust like all of these weird legends where it'll just be like some guy down the pub being like ah but did you hear what the real story is behind like, this thing <laughs> and it does spread because it's sound because what it normally does what a what a legend normally does is it ties up every loose end like you could possibly yeah. think of it's like a night it's a perfect explanation for stuff like when people are saying like oh we've come out of like like um like we're touched on like the world war like like the like experiments the nazis were doing and there's stuff about them getting into like the occult and stuff which is definitely Mm -hmm. true and then people will like build the urban legend by saying like oh like have you heard of the nazi bell before yes i've heard of that yeah where it's like supposedly there were like engineering a, a ufo basically or what you would call a ufo like it's so like that's that's someone like taking like the oh they were interested in an experiment and that's them like finishing the story and then that starts being told yeah <laughs> because it wraps everything up nicely <laughs> yeah i think that what leads on to that as well is a lot of the nazi scientists that were working on them then suddenly became american um, yeah. so you could say they told the tale over <laughs> yeah. there or something yeah and then working in the american things and that leads on to like say one of the things i did want to touch on as well that a lot of the stuff's coming out for is the area 50 51 stuff 50 area 50 was it 51 or 52 yeah 51 because it a lot of stuff got declassified recently, didn't it? And it's yeah. not as interesting as anybody thought. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's not. It doesn't live up to the hype. But wasn't it recent <laughs> where someone was going to run Area yeah, and like do the raid, and he absolutely shit himself because he started a, a like like a Facebook group. 
that escalated beyond these we did uh, did touch on this on the conspiracy cast as well (laughs) don't want to repeat ourselves Um, but like the 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 internet part of it is like absolutely insane because I mean we've seen how dangerous it can get because I'm guessing like everyone's heard like the Slender Man stuff yes that's one I wanted to finish off with yeah yeah. I wanted to finish off with that one as well because it's like so much Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't want to. If if you've got other places no, to go no, before we get there, covered area one in the conspiracy one. Let's move on to Slenderman. Yeah, because like, so like this, a hundred percent originated as something that's fake. Yeah, it was like it was literally a contest to create a fake image that is scary. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's like if anyone hasn't seen the original image, it's like uh, some possibly like Victorian children on a swing set sort of looking thing mm-hmm. with this like tall uh white faced like big suit figure and I think there's some like shadowy tentacles which mm-hmm. has became part of like his his power set if we're gonna <laughs> turn him into like a slasher villain. No there's there's been lots of different uh, yeah. variations online and stuff. If you if you search Slenderman like the images are like they are plentiful they always mm. like have them either like up like it either goes from start to like having them in the background like in little mm. areas where you kind of like foreshadowing and coming like forth but like, i've seen the technical images as well mm-hmm. quite uh, thought it was a man in a suit mm-hmm. no i think it is supposed to be like a an otherworldly being type of thing <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> um but as as like um grant was saying like the way the way it's spread is almost like um antagonistic where it's people like the like what you were saying about the the getting high from a banana peel mm-hmm. it's like it's people with irresponsible levels of like outreach yeah. being like mm-hmm. oh it's real and then yeah. it, and then it spreads and then obviously there's like whole industry comes about it i mean there's like uh there's like a youtube channel that i watched for a while where it's like the hunt for slender man and it's yeah. like found footage stuff so like that's gonna loop back, and then people will be like, "Oh, well, this is the first thing about Slenderman. This is them finding out it was real type of thing." It's so dangerous because it. The reason that I want, I don't know, I know enough on Slenderman, but not like in depth. But it leads into what happened with the two young girls who mm. attempted to kill their friend, um, because Slenderman. That's what. That's what he did. That, mm-hmm. that, that was part of the the myth and you know thankfully that they, they didn't succeed however these two young girls have incredibly bad mental health really mm. bad they are looking at life in prison they are children who are looking how spending the rest of their life in prison because of this slender man myth bullshit. because they become obsessed with it though as well because that's Massively when obsession obsessed, when obsession yeah becomes unhealthy and yeah and uh, and, of two girls who already had mental mm -hmm. health problems to start with um, Mm and it really played upon that um and it was their poor parents man they're just two normal girls who come from normal households and their parents were like we couldn't have done any more to stop them getting involved in this unless we sat on top of them 24 7 Oh, connected the mo- dis- 
disconnected the modem, but uh, <laughs> I mean that's like the true the true scary thing is like the stuff that's on the internet <laughs> that yeah. you can't that you can't stop kids finding. Mm-hmm. I think like a lot of us were like lucky enough to be mostly like fully grown before like all this like you know like before Reddit became popular basically because yeah, let's face I'd be, it i'd be screwed let's like, face it a lot of the bad from the internet comes from reddit <laughs> like just... and, kid, and kids you think you're still very lucky we used to have to look for the daily sport to have our porn back in the day <laughs> two boobs <laughs> a week that's all you had <laughs> um, paul goes straight to porn from reddit yeah. <laughs> i've got it <laughs> I've got a nice little segue into my other one um, because it's talking about um, stuff growing on the internet and that kind of stuff. Nowhere near as harmful as Slenderman. But it's another one that, as I understand, it started as almost like a social experiment. It was an email that went out um, advertising alternative uses for products. And, you know, this would work better than the way that it was meant to be in the late 90s. When you get a cold, where do you put your Vicks? Oh God! I've um, personally, I I don't use it, but I have heard of people doing like like feet yeah. everything like indeed. <laughs> and it was a it was a chain email that went out in the late nineties. Um, again, a group of people that were just trying to work out if they could start a rumor, if they could start the spread of information, and see whether it would cotton on. And this email went out and went instead of putting the vapor that you're supposed to inhale through your nose as close to your nose as possible let's make it just believable enough and tell people to rub it on their feet instead because yeah. obviously something equally as preposterous as being that far from your nose you know instead of putting it on your chest go and put it on your doorstep <laughs> nobody would have believed that but because it was just attainable enough little bit off the wall and what have you people start doing it and there are people out there now that will swear blind that putting vapor rub on your feet <laughs> I've, has better decongestant properties than putting it on your chest. No, on I've legit. It. Yeah, I've legit heard this, and and the way people will tell it is like it's like an old family like tradition. Yeah, but if you're saying it came out in the nineties, like it can't yeah. be. Gonna, <laughs> but that, but that's gonna... how it that's how it spreads. So that's the beauty yeah. of these urban legends. It is Chinese whispers. Um, it done done in such a way that uh, you're told like through times, and it could be like me telling Grant. Then Grant could say it was Paul's mom telling Grant. Then next person yeah. said, "Oh, it was Paul's nana." Then great nana. Then Auntie once removed who once touched a frog do you know do you know a super quick one that is uh still prevalent to this day and to be honest me even saying this might you know cause people to post in the group and say like no it's true um <laughs> that story about the where like a woman has a pet boa constrictor and notices it's like straighten out overnight like every night she wakes up and it's like straight and then everyone's like oh well that's how like snakes like would measure the prey to see if they can like it's like big enough to like eat if you know what I mean like if it's as long as a body like then it could eat you type of thing and apparently that's just like absolute bullshit but I've like I've heard people tell that like friend of a friend style you know like (laughs) I've got a snake and I'm telling you that they definitely do not (laughs) honestly I would be pissing myself laughing if I looked over at Kakira's tank right now and he's lying there size in Europe Europe. Um, 
like I'm going to <laughs> I'm going to admit something that really proves what kind of person I actually am. I can't sleep without a bar of soap underneath my bed sheet next to my foot. All right, I here we go. Can't sleep because I got told by a friend of a friend of a friend that bars of soap at your feet underneath your bed sheet can stop restless legs. And ah. it's true. I don't have restless legs, but I generally have a bar. You can ask them. <laughs> I have a bar of soap underneath <laughs> my bed sheet that touches my foot every night when I go to sleep. But the only time you will get restless leg if you walk. So you don't really walk around that much. No, do you? you get restless legs and you sleep. Mm-hmm. You do. You get. You, you, I had constantly. I used to always get this like major twitch in my leg until I put that bar of soap. <laughs> I can't believe I'm fucking admitting this. Carolyn literally wants to slap the shit out of us over there. So, so when but you go on holiday, do you take a bar of soap with you to put in the the, the hotel? I just use the soap. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wait, does it, does it, does it, does it have to be? Hey? <laughs> Sorry. Is it what? It's not a special soap. It's, no, no, it's, it's just a bar of soap. A soap. Look it up on the internet. Plain bar of soap next to your feet stops restless legs, and I have done it for years. But does it, have, it, does it have to be a bar? Does it have to be underneath your foot as well? So many questions. I just have it right next. I literally have it. My my left leg can touch it. So literally, like I can, my left leg. If I'm having it straight or on the side or on the other side, my left foot has to touch it. What if it touches your right foot? It won't because it's a little platonic <laughs> reversal. <laughs> holds the restless legs. She gets up oh, and no. does the can can round her bedroom. <laughs> I'm not even like, I'm not making this shit up. I really genuinely do sleep with a bar of soap at the bottom of me, but me, cheese. It's like literally, when I make the bed, I have to yeah. take the bar of soap. <laughs> a lot of people do have like the bed ones type thing. Uh, 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 urban legends of like they don't let their feet hang out because the monsters will get them and stuff like that. Well, I managed uh, to convince myself that could generally happen, so that. But yeah, me and Kelly's asking the same thing. What happens if you go to a hotel and they only have liquid soap? Then I'll have to forego and have restless legs for the night. Mm. So is, is it so is it so do you have restless legs because mentally you don't think there's a soap or or you think you're going to get restless really? legs so so that might be the thing. What happens if you just pretend it's a soap like get <laughs> like say put a little ball like a rubber maybe a rubber will do like a, no because oh, I know fucking, I know honestly man this is just <laughs> this is just one of the one of the many weird things about me the f- i can't even get into food with you it's like i can't i'd be here for fucking hours <laughs> <laughs> i mean at least it's one of the, the more hygienic things you could like do <laughs> for, you know what? For the and, I, of an old question, and i question when my therapist said that i could be i could have a an area of autism like i questioned it and then i start to speak and realize oh hang on a minute <laughs> you really could <laughs> I can see a mass migration of fans now from Charlotte's feet onto uh, Sammy's uh, sparkling clean little piggies. <laughs> Sammy, the, honestly, Carolyn so so Oh, God. It's an old wives' <laughs> tale. It it's an old wives' tale that I took fucking literally. <laughs> so, on that note, Sam, well done. 
<laughs> That's like yeah. the perfect cap on urban legends, really, when yeah. you think about it. We're not, not going to beat that one, so yeah, so, wow. I, I just haven't got a comeback for that now. So, yeah. It's really Ooh. true. My mind I'm is... Not lying. But yeah. I mean, you're at least helping people with it, you know, like... If you have restless legs, play in bar of soap. Just play in bar of soap doesn't have just put it... Going back, going back. Hang on, though. Drinking a cigarette elixir will give you like extra life. Yeah. But have you ever like kicked it along to the other side and then like? I make sure with Beatrice can't sit on it. Yeah. (laughs) I have to literally use my foot to make sure because Beatrice sleeps on the bottom of the bed, right next to my feet, and I have to literally maneuver my feet around the soap to make sure (laughs) she cannot sit on it because I I just have to have me either my foot lying on it. Or to the side of it. Because you don't want the dog taking the magic away. You know, <laughs> oh, the cat, yeah. Stealing it for itself. <laughs> yeah. I don't have one while I'm at my mum's. Mm. <laughs> no oh. wonder it's being twitchy. Oh, so that, that's why, yeah, because they're so fucking hell. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, thanks, guys. <laughs> New merch idea, nerdy up north, foot soaps. Foot soap. Uh, yeah. we've got, we've got the feet and also <laughs> Sammy's face printed on a soap. Like on the other side. <laughs> Magic soap, Jesus Christ. Uh, anyway, so yes, so that concludes our urban legend talk there. We're finishing it on magic soap, which I've never thought of in years ago. Honestly, I'm going to text Carolyn after this and she's going to be like, you absolute mentalist for telling for She freezes oh, when we talk is, about it. I hope this is the most shared episode as well, so everyone knows that <laughs> you're fucking soap fetish, you freak. <laughs> but, yeah. but yes, um, so this has been the Urban Legend episode, which I've just totally broken us now. Next week, I believe Grant is returning for top five B movies. So that's going to be interesting. We'll probably have arguments what we class as a B movie. And I bet you Eight-Legged Freaks is on Sam's pick already. So that's all fine. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> I'm <spoiling> that one. <laughs> um, then potentially we might have the return of Donna doing a Hocus Pocus review. She might fight us. But, yeah. uh, so we're not going to do Hocus Pocus 2 yet. We'll, we'll be watching the, re-watching the first one and yeah. talking about the love of that film. Then we are moving into the full range of spooky season where we are going to do have the return of Kelly, um, where we're going to review all the Fr- Nightmare on Elm Street movies and talk about our love of Freddy Krueger. We'll even talk about the shitty new one, which... Again, we don't hate on, but still, it wasn't great. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to talk about real-life horror. We're talking about serial killers, so we are going to have a serial killer chat and talk about uh, the myths and the folklore that come along with serial killers because they're kind of like hero-worshipping in, in a way at times, which is completely scary as fuck, but yeah. Massively. Then I think it, we're reviewing uh, the amazing and understated horror film that doesn't get as much love as it should, Trick or Treat, which is one of the best anthology films that you'll ever see. Um, then we're doing Werewolves, I believe. Yeah, I thought yes. that would be interesting. I chucked that one into the mix and was like, because mm-hmm. there's a lot of werewolves like mm-hmm. films out there. I thought yeah. it was interesting. Cool. And we are getting a first-time appearance on the podcast uh, the one of the uh, queen of the month at the moment, uh, Beth is joining us 
and possibly Jake if we can get him to return to talk oh, about ghost stories. Jake. Might yeah. dig up some ghost stories from the old content graveyard, yeah. 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 <laughs> and so we are going to do, like say, do a full range and we still are looking for a place to do one live. So um, if we can get that and we'll probably fill in a few different ones here and there. Uh, we know we've got the release of what Possibly could be the greatest movie or the worst movie ever made this month in The Monsters. So Rob Zombie <laughs> is can he do it again? <laughs> I can't even take it seriously when you said that. I bet you are love it. Honestly, I bet you are absolutely love it. Look, if Dragula's in it, it'll be fine. But if it's not <laughs> it hinges on that. Grant's just looking at him saying, I'm not judging you till I see it yet, so yes. <laughs> but yes, the trailer hasn't done it any favours. It really so. hasn't, but we have a whole catalogue of subjects to talk about in the forthcoming month leading into the spooky season, and I can't wait. Yes. Can't wait. And if, if you've been joining in with our Twitch uh, stream, mm. like I said, that's been uh, getting entertaining quite Quite a lot. I know Grant and Jake do the individual stuff. Uh, I don't know when you're next doing something fun. Um, actually, we should hopefully, pending on a delivery, we should be doing a big, massive Pokemon card opening bonanza, wow. like the new set that's just come out. But uh, stock's been hard to get a hold of. But pending that delivery, we might be going live opening cards, so you can. Come and live vicariously through us and see if we get anything super valuable in our in our card pack. So that's going to be a bit different, but a bit fun. And I really want to get back on so we can finish finish Resident Evil. I mean, spooky season's the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, de- we'll definitely have to do that. Has Grant got any plans to play any games? Um, well, fucking Twitch players Hades slash story time with Grant. Um went down really well the first time I did it. I think I tried to do the next one a little bit too quickly because it's one of them things where you need a good five or six people um, mm-hmm. in the audience to make it fun because they mm-hmm. were you know, making my decisions for me and absolutely nerfing me character um, mm-hmm. to the point where I found a game that I am exceptionally good at, extremely difficult. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to give it another couple of weeks and then come back with another uh, little Greek mythology tale um, the last one that I was on, I did Orpheus and Eurydice, um, which in itself was an urban myth for the ancient uh, Greeks, um, mm. which comes around quite nicely. So the next time I might, based on what we've done here, do the story of Icarus. Um, oh, but that's cool. another, um, you know, tale of, you know, don't don't do something that you're not supposed to. Uh, just quickly, though, I need to take it back around to this because I knew the minute you fucking mentioned it, she was going to be on Messenger. Me missus gets restless legs and she's asking me, does the sheet, does the soap need to be over the sheet or under the sheet? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go to fucking bed and there's going to be a bottle of oh shampoo up there. There's going to be a loofah. <laughs> Anything. Well, it just needs to be underneath the sheet so your foot can touch it. But Grant, you are getting a lot of love in the chat um, over your Hades Twitch. Just so is you know. it Lee and Goodwill? Lee did say really, really like story time with Grant. Apparently, he do very much so. I actually get onto a story. So uh, yeah, you can have bedtime stories with Grant. And if uh, the last stream is anything to go by, I might end up veering off Hades 
and just revert to reading people Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, right. <laughs> right, tell us when that's happening. But that one is listening. I can I can set up a channel points redeem for that actually probably. <laughs> Outstanding. Porno playing with Grant. That's what you're going to get. <laughs> the only thing I think, because uh, as I said, we've had a few big community games playing that went down quite well. So hopefully we'll try and do another Among Us uh, again mm-hmm. soon. Um, the, like as I said, we can get up to about 15 players in that. We did get like close to that last time. We had about 19 and four guys, and I know that's a bit easier for people to jump on and play without talking and stuff. Uh, but yeah, twitch.tv slash nerdy up north. We've got that good easy branding, no numbers, <laughs> no underscores, just nerdy up north. <laughs> you can find Charlotte. us everywhere. Also, yes. Charlotte's Blue Club. I generally cannot remember the theme of this month. I'm so sorry, Charlotte. But please go and check out Charlotte's Blue Club. Definitely. But yes, guys, thank you. It's been a blast. Um, we went to realms I didn't think we would go. And uh, educational. <laughs> I've learned a lot. Probably didn't hit on too many urban legends and just random shit, but main lesson we've learned tonight, Sam's a freak. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah. (laughs) But yes, uh, same bad time, same bad channel, guys. See you nerdy, everyone. Bye. 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 Big smiles. (laughs)